Hey everybody, it's the Pop Culture Philosophers, coming to you live from the Huntsville Attic in beautiful Huntsville, Alabama. Excited about tonight's show, we're going to talk about video games. Mostly going to focus on the consoles, but we're going to really talk about the history, we're going to talk about uh, maybe a little about arcades, current game scene. Video games really are a part of pop culture, so why not talk about them on Pop Culture Philosophers? And I'm, of course, I'm John Hammertime Holstrew, with me always... Rockin' Robbie Phillips. Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, and I'm excited to 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 be here for the Video Games Podcast. This was probably one of the most requested podcasts um, to do, so that's why we're doing it. Video games are part of pop culture. They have been for over 30 years, and yet all four of us here at the table have absolutely had our lives influenced and moved by video games. In fact, I've been inspired Um I've been looking at arcades. I want to build an arcade. I don't have room for the studio, John. How am I going to build an arcade? But still, like, I think we need a PCP arcade. You know what I'm saying, John? I would be down for that. I love arcade machines. I yeah. love old school stuff. I love the new stuff. Yeah. Street Fighter Five is in the Roundhouse arcades now in the States. I would love to go to a Roundhouse and play Street Fighter Five on a real arcade machine. It would be pretty awesome. Yeah. What's a Roundhouse? Because immediately it's, I thought of the Patrick Swayze movie. There, but that's there's Roadhouse. a company named... Uh, I'm sorry. Round one. I apologize. There's a company named Round One, and they're okay. very they're very Dave and Buster's ish, but they have a big focus on the fighting games. So they have a lot more fighting oh, cabinets, nice. but old school, new school stuff. And I think they're the only company in the U.S. that has the new Street Fighter game. Nice. That's really cool. I, I would love to do something like that. In fact, if the listeners want to see a PCP arcade, a place where all of us, the members of the Excitable PCP crew, can gather together to play video games, join us at Patreon.com/PCP. Yeah. Send us each. <laughs> I mean, we let's see. I'm trying to add it up. We need at least forty thousand dollars to start. <laughs> so for good, for good ones, yeah. yeah. So everybody starts pitching in a couple of grand each. I think um, it's worth it, though. Yeah, and I think we have some other gamers joining us today. Uh, our good buddy Drew Madsen. What did you have a nickname, Drew the Dashing Man for Dashing, years? Son of a bitch! How do you forget that? Yeah, I shouldn't forget. I'm looking at him right now, and I got to tell you, he lives up to his name. Damn straight. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to get this done for years. I'm so happy that, to have finally seeing it. Well, it's I a, assume you're talking about the video game podcast. Yes. Okay. Drew okay. can see it. The listeners can cannot, but Drew I'm can actually rundown, see man. it. <laughs> and Jeremy Day's with us. Jeremy, nice to have you back. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's good to be here. We'll get um, you a cool nickname here soon. I thought maybe at one point you guys jamming were, Jeremy. I don't remember what it was. Like maybe we we're trying to pitch something, but it, I don't know if it stuck. I like Jukin. Yeah, I mean, I juke people often. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get me on the court and I'm trouble. How about jukebox hero Jeremy? Oh yeah, man, yeah. that's a mouthful kind of, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like that. we we can abbreviate it though. We can be like, uh, yeah, J B H Jeremy. Yeah, J- what's up, J B H? What's up? <laughs> if I get you a leather jacket and rhinestones on the back that says jukebox Jeremy, will you wear it? I, I would definitely wear that. <laughs> <laughs> if you do I, that, I'm, I'm gonna. Hey, be you guys! I got an idea for Dude, Christmas present. Christmas is Jeremy. coming up. That's a good Christmas present. I you should add it to the Secret Santa, right? So, like, someone or like the Dirty Santa, so that like someone may actually get that from Jeremy. Drew, yeah, <laughs> it's just or me, somebody just over gets my that jacket. Like Justin winds up with the jukebox Jeremy <laughs> leather jacket. I would probably steal, definitely from Justin. I would steal that from him. I'd be like, okay, man, you better not get caught out in these I, streets. John, <laughs> I say do it, but I say go pleather, go pleather. 
Yeah, oh, you yeah. probably don't want to yeah. spend the leather money. Yeah. I, I'd feel bad. We don't want to spend the cow. Yeah. Yeah, that's problematic. John's sure. like, no, I do. <laughs> I have an old, un, an old uh, abandoned, basically pleather Raiders jacket. If I wrote, if I, if I, if, if I wrote, listen, Drew bikes Jeremy in in like bedazzle it. Will you wear that? Listen, I don't want over the Raiders logo. Raiders related. If <laughs> no. even if it was in the past, I don't want to touch that at all. <laughs> I think I think you can get it altered. Yeah, but it had Raiders stuff on it at some point. It would still have the yeah. Raiders logo on like the pocket. So this is about video games. <laughs> oh right? yeah, this is about video games. <laughs> so we're here for a video games podcast. Why video games podcast? Why are you joining us, Drew? When we mentioned it, you seemed pretty hyped for the episode. Why are you here? Why on a video games podcast? Because video games are some of the most important things. Like everyone knows them. Every everyone, <laughs> it's it's hard to find someone who has played legitimately zero video games in their life. Just because they're prevalent and they're great to take your mind off of things. And it's like, I've played basically since I've achieved consciousness. <laughs> like, I, like as long as I can remember. And yeah, they're definitely a Which part was of in the womb, culture. by the way. I know people nah. don't play at all. They're like, are you a gamer? You have a console? No, I don't play PC. I don't play games. I'm like, what do you got on your phone there? Pokemon Go. I'm like, god damn it. That's a video. <laughs> yeah. It still is a game. Jeremy, why uh, Why are you on the show? Why, why video games? Oh, because I love video games. I mean, I have, I guess, a love-hate relationship with them because I love video games, but also I probably played too many during some of the more important, like, needing to do stuff in like, <laughs> life phases, and it kind of jacked some of that up. But, you know, I don't regret it. So I, I love video games enough to, like, throw some parts of my life away over. So I, I guess that's why I'm here. I definitely... Well, that's it, real. Yeah. In college yeah. and in high school, and even in college, there was... I've definitely struggled in certain times when there were big game releases i even had to postpone my midterm because i said it was for work when reality was the new zelda had come out <laughs> I, yeah. I blew yeah. early college and late high school over world of warcraft like i just killed i don't know my grades are awful nobody wants to see that report card yeah the amount the amount of people who request off because of a new game is insane i bet like probably more people do that than actually take off because of sickness I took off for the new Z- the Zelda remake recently, and Jeremy took off for the new Pokemon I recently. Did. Uh, I we did. both took days off. Robbie, why are you here other than being the co-host of the show? Well, you know, and, yeah, and the fact that this is my house, yeah, right. But no, but uh, no, uh, video games are cool, and I, I am known to be not so much of a gamer, right? Like people know that, you know. But like, I still grew up playing games. Like Drew said, you can't find hardly anybody in our society that hasn't grown up playing games, you know? And, but like what Jeremy was talking about, how like games can suck time, right? And I just, I hit a certain point in my life where I didn't like that. You know, like I was playing games and stuff like that, but then I would realize like, I've just spent five hours playing this one level of this game and being pissed off. I'd rather spend that reading comics. So I just mostly spend time reading comics, but I still very much love playing the old school stuff that I grew up with. Um, I haven't really played anything new in a while, but video games are really fun. They help people problem solve. There's a whole new generation of people, even after us, right, that have grown up with this stuff. That are, they they very intuitively work with technology, and 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 like VR simulations and stuff like that. And like, I think it's a really cool evolution. It's part of the evolution of humanity. I would actually say that, right? Um, but yeah, I love playing the old school stuff still. In fact, me and uh, Brooks um, were playing through uh, the first Castlevania. A few weeks ago, this shit's and, uh, hard. Goddamn, Dracula's hard yeah. as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's a, but it's a. I love. I love video games. Video games are fun. I agree with you, man. Also, I live here. Yeah, and, and it's our show. But uh, I know you're a big fan of the old school. I know you played a little Pokemon Go. 
I know you and I have gone to. Yeah, I uh, gave that up by Pine, the way. Pints and Pixels before, which is the local. Oh yeah, I love going brewer. to an old school yeah, arcade. Yeah, beer slash old school stuff. They have some new pinball, but they don't really have a new arcade game. Yeah, I, mean, I like you know, going so. to straight to ale. Like I love going and playing the old arcade games, like like any of the old school stuff, like Galaga and and, and Space Invaders. Cubert, you're a cu- big Cubert. Yeah, I like Cubert a lot. I really like Miss Pac-Man. Mrs. Pac-Man is like one of the best. You know, I, I like the old school stuff. I love pinball. I don't think that's technically a video game, but uh. Man, because I hate video game pinball. It's not the same. But yeah, me and John can tear it up on some pinball, man. Oh yeah, I love some pinball. But we're not here for pinball. We're here for video games, which pinball kind of crosses. Remember, what, what was that? Yeah. Was it was a Lethal Weapon pinball. We used to go play at Maggie Myers. The and one then that it broke. broke. Yeah. And then I remember it broke. It was like Lethal Weapon yeah, Three. It kept breaking, and I'm like, okay, well they'll fix it, and we come back like the next time, and it's gone. It's just gone. Broke my heart. I'm like, no, it did. Broke my heart. But maybe I mean it must have been. A, it must have been broke so much they're like, fuck it. We just yeah. can't do this anymore, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm too old, getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, that was perfect. Video games. Uh, just throw this out here, just kind of a brief overview because it started. Um, Ralph Bear invented the first video game in 1971. Magnavox repackaged this as the Odyssey. So, Odyssey was the first home console. Core, shortly after that, Atari introduces their console. Mattel would release the Intellivision. ColecoVision would release their system in 82. That was really the introduction to the home market. Um, during the 70s, still, you were getting all these arcade companies, and you had Namco with Pac-Man. You had Nintendo with uh, Donkey Kong, uh, Sega. You have all these companies. So the home console was probably the big thing because in the 70s and throughout the 70s and into the early 80s, you got all these consoles make it into, into people's homes. And that was a big difference because even if you couldn't make it to the arcade, you're now you're now getting something that's very similar to arcade experience at home, and this was the introduction to, for everybody. I mean, it was it was a big thing. Everybody had an Atari or a ColecoVision or an Intellivision at the time. Are you? Robbie and I are a little older than than a little bit older than Jeremy and and Drew. Um, what do you think of these consoles? Are you familiar with these consoles? Have you played these consoles? I'm start with Drew. Atari. Did you start with those? Did you have maybe your uncle or something had one? You played it in the garage. Any of that. What do you think about these original consoles, or did you, what's your experience with them? Absolutely none. I am so much younger than, <laughs> than all of you. Uh, I uh, I was born in 1990, so uh, I I want to say that my dad may have played them, but he was also like in the military and everything. I th- I'm pretty sure our first console in in the home was just the regular NES. So wh- when I hear about Atari, it's always fun. It's like it is literally a history lesson, just because it's like. It's like, I cannot believe that this started here and has grown like it has. Yeah, it's, it really it really was. There was this, like, just influx of of video game systems in the early 80s. It was huge. It just blew up. Mm. Uh, Jeremy, were you familiar with these systems? Did you have an Atari? Have you revisited these systems? I mean, I didn't own any because it was definitely before my time. But um, I've played an Atari. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. own one. Do you know which version of the Atari you played? Twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred. Yeah, okay. it was a twenty six hundred. Um, like I've messed around with it just so I could play the crappy games that probably killed, possibly almost killed the video game industry. I guess. <laughs> like I definitely wanted to try Frogger, but, Pitfall. Yeah. Do you remember any games well, I mean, you played like, on the system? Was, yeah, I played Pitfall, but um, no, I I was really like I tried ET. Oh my god! Because, just because I was Yuck. curious about that trash, man. Like it was more like a. An experiment, then I was like, yeah, I want to play this because it looks fun now. I was like, I just want to play E.T. because it's supposedly like the worst thing ever. It yeah, was. It's great if you're a masochist. Yeah, I mean, it delivered on terribleness. Um, but yeah, I've played Pitfall um, on Atari. I know there's other 
versions of it, but I have actually played the Atari version of Pitfall, a couple yeah. other ones. The Atari was one of those systems that, I mean, Nintendo had their own system eventually, but even Donkey Kong was on the original Atari. Yeah. I mean, their Atari had everything. It had a bunch of shovelware, and we you know when stuff we call shovelware now was, ooh, there's a lot of shovelware. And there was a lot of generic things, too. It's like, oh, here's Donkey Kong, and here's... Baseball. I'm like, can you just call a fucking game baseball? Yes. <laughs> was it General baseball. Cu- General Custer's Last Stand? Do you remember that at all? I don't remember that. It was on the Atari? Yes. Um, I don't think that's on my flashback. <laughs> listen, so that game was, again, I'm going to use the word problematic because you're basically running around as General Custer trying Killing to- Killing a bunch of Native and Americans. And also, you know, inappropriately- touching and doing yeah it was not a great game and it came out on atari randomly it's like uh this was probably besides et another game that signaled the end of the game era so at that the, time the et one is not good i've never played it oh my it's terrible so there's so like bad. a there's a hole somewhere in mexico full of these games yeah they, they buried sell, like they just threw them away yeah like yeah. three thousand copies or something like that oh, wow what about you robbie you're an old school gamer like myself well the first one i ever had was the 2600 Oh, so you did have 26. Yeah, I had one of those. That was the very first system we ever had. I remember getting it on a Christmas. I was very, very young. I loved Pitfall. Pitfall was amazing. Has anybody ever beaten Pitfall? I never did. What happens? Does it just keep going? It never ends? Maybe. It might not. I have no idea. I think it might be one of those games where you just make a high score. One night we got done filming a video and I had Brooks and Jelani over here and, and I had just gotten that Atari... 2600 flashback right and it's got the wood grain and all that stuff and it's just really like nostalgic right and i was like we're talking about pitfall right me and jelani were talking about brooks is like i've never played pitfall it's like how in the hell did brooks never play pitfall well brooks played it and brooks (laughs) brooks fucking hates pitfall (laughs) (laughs) this game pissed him off so much he went from not knowing about it to fucking hating the game yeah but then he, he started getting good at it and then i i'm really curious i think that i should make that a like a thing for 2021, my New Year's resolutions. You know, like this year I ate a Carolina Reaper. Next year I'm going to beat Pitfall. It can be done, right? I just want to know what happens. But yeah, those are the games I like. Pitfall, I, I love that baseball game. It's the simplest thing. You only bat, which I like, right? Yeah, you don't pitch. Yeah, but I, I, I like that game. It's really fun. And like you hit the ball. It's just all happens so fast. It's so random. And I really, really like Missile Command. That was like my jam. That was the game that I played the most. I remember having Pac-Man on it but it not being really good because it wasn't the Pac-Man from the arcade. But I never played Pac-Man in the arcade. I played Mrs. Pac-Man. Mm. Now, I want to ask you a question, though, because you said the first home console was something called the Odyssey? Yeah, the Magnavox Odyssey. Now, that, like, what games were on that? Was it like Pong and, it was, and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, and Pong is a great game. Like, I started playing Pong when I got that Atari flashback, and, dude, it took me two weeks until I learned how to actually beat the computer. But then I did, and now I feel like a boss. Here's I just want to let you know. So first of all, I messed up the name. It's actually Custer's Revenge, but here's the cover for it. Revenge. So, so you guys can see what's going on and probably what the... Oh, that is so bad. Yeah. Oh. Let me see it. Yeah, it oh, no. It's not great. There's there's a reason the Atari failed eventually. That's real? Look, yeah. Look that up for yourself, Listen. y'all. Oh, my God. I would never. Oh, my goodness. Gameplay. Actual gameplay. Or not, Holy well, pictures of it. Yeah. cow. Let me see it. That's not a mod or anything like that's that? That's a game. No, you that, sure that's, that's a real a, game? That's wow. a real game. There's okay. a Wikipedia entry, everyone. Go look okay. that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, you learn something yeah. new every day. Yeah, I'm happy my, viewers can't see this. In my Listen journal tonight, I mean. there's a there's this bit in my journal where it's like, something I learned today. <laughs> of all the things. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so my introduction was the Atari 5400. Or is it 5200? Was that the one before or after? It was, I don't remember. It's got a bigger number. I would, so I would assume it's the higher end one, what but it was year the one with, did the 
Okay. It was the one with the fatter cartridges, one of the skinny cartridge. So okay. So there was the it was the fifty two hundred, fifty four hundred. I think I would take notes. So we had that at my mom's house because my mom got remarried, my parents got divorced. But when I go visit my dad, he had the twenty six hundred, and they had the skinnier cartridges. I remember playing River Raid there, and Frogger, and then playing baseball and stuff. On Frogger, the, on Frogger the, was yeah. another one I used to play. I yeah, so that. River Raid's probably my favorite on the Atari. So we had Atari at both, just different Ataris. So I'd play. I've never played River Raid. River Raid is amazing. I think it, it was the first game done by a lady developer. Um, so well, that's cool, and it's an amazing game. Basically, you're an aircraft flying through the river. Okay, and you have to avoid or shoot down helicopters and boats. You're an aircraft flying through yeah, the river. Yeah, you're, you're you're on the river, but because I think you're in like a canyon. So it's like so tailspin or something. You can't hit the sides because your ship will just. Is this like a yeah. bullet? Oh, that's neat. Is this like a bullet hail game? It's kind a of? straight. It kind of reminds me of 1942 by Capcom. Yeah, I mean, you're just hail. driving straight up, and you can't really control. You can. I don't know if you control the speed. I think you just move left and right and shoot. Okay. But ships and stuff will try to get in your way, and there's helicopters. So you can shoot them or fl- or go around them. There's one now that I remember called Cavern of Mars like caverns of Mars or something like that, and you're like flying and it's just a straight thing, but you're like, it, it constantly gets narrower and stuff like that, and it like gets really fucking frustrating, dude. Like that one was another one I used to like play a lot. Yeah, that was, uh, they were great until, until the Nintendo was introduced. And we got that at my mom's house, and then my dad still just had the 2600. So when we visit him, the novelty was great, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I used to be like that. I had like somebody in our family that we would go to, and they still had an Atari. And they never bought anything newer. Yeah, yeah. But like, so you'd play so the Atari because it was play. there. Yeah. yeah, but luckily they had Pitfall. So, so speaking of Nintendo, before we get to that, jump back a little bit. So yeah, you got the Odyssey, you got the Atari, multiple Ataris, uh, and television was Mattel, ColecoVision, like I said. Uh, it was a it was a pretty big business, and in 1983 there was a market crash. So prior to 83, it the market had peaked out in the yearly sales at 3.2 billion dollars. So a relatively new product that's a lot of money. And uh, in 1985, by 1985, I'm sorry, by by was 83 was the crash. So it went down to not, it went down to 100 million dollars. So that was quite a jump. Um, and so there was a market crash. Uh, it's some blame oversaturation of the market. You've got all these companies competing. You've got all these games, and most are not very good. You know, some some companies were taking advantage of the audience just really using shovelware because they knew it would sell. Yeah. And you also have, um, I think the recession was that time, right, in the U.S. I believe there was a recession in that period. And in, waning interest by consumers. I think some consumers had passed or thought it was a fad. There was a big thing where, like, of course video games are not going to last. It's a fad. Well, it's a fad. And at this time, were, were the arcades dying too? The arcades were still pretty popular. Um, so arcades were doing okay. It was just the home, I guess the home console was considered, because the arcades did, didn't did seem to deviate, I think, during the 80s. Did the arcades, were they, because today I think I think consoles are kind of priced pretty high. You know, they're priced like in a, like, like a TV or something, right? Yeah. Was it kind of comparable back oh, then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Consoles were expensive back okay. at the time. You know, yeah. we, I mean, imagine dropping $200 on Atari and then a year later having the market crash. Um, and then there was the rise of the personal computer. So during the 80s, uh, in 83 in particular, now you've got all these computers. Now, none of these, Atari had a computer. There was the Commodore. Everybody had Timex. Everybody had a per. This is before Windows, so everybody had a personal computer, and they were all competing in the same market. And people could play games on those, 
but it also the people that weren't playing in games it was still taking market share. So there was this big crash in '83. However, Japan was immune to this market crash. And Japan at the time was in like an economic bubble, and they were they were doing very well. And any recessions that were happening elsewhere didn't seem to affect Japan at all, including the market crash, the video game market crash. Enter Nintendo and Sega. Um, Nintendo had been around forever. They actually started off making playing cards. They moved into video game uh, arcades, went through Donkey Kong, and then they eventually went to home consoles. You got Sega, who actually started off in the U.S., actually. They were a American-based company who made games like pachinko machines and betting games and stuff like that for uh, the service members. They would put them in like areas where there were Navy bases and stuff like that. And the name of the company was Services Games. Or, I'm sorry, Service Games, because they were for the service. Well, they had to, after they start like, hey, we don't want these gambling games in to our, our troops to play these gambling games, they, Sega had to diversify until they got into arcade games. So that's where Sega Nintendo comes from. Sega eventually moved to Japan. So now you got Sega Nintendo who make big, for doing really well in the U.S., I mean, sorry, in Japan during this this crash, they have to come to the U.S., and Nintendo in particular had to basically convince America, hey, this isn't a fad. We're here to stay. Nintendo had to kind of rebuild this, and Sega did the same thing. Sega had their first system, which is the what, SMS 100. Then they had the, um, the Master System. So Sega came in here. So for an industry that supposedly died and had $100 million, $100 million, $100 million in sales in 1985, in 1989, there was $5 billion in sales. Wow. Five billion dollars. So this is a market that that picked back up. And Nintendo, I mean, a lot of it can be given to Nintendo. I mean, Sega did made good inroads in the states, but the NES was the was the in the mid '80s and the late '80s. Nintendo was the name for the consoles. I mean, so much so that in the early '90s, everybody called everything a Nintendo, just like everybody calls everything a Coke or yeah, a Band Aid. Yeah. Nintendo was a dominant force. Yeah, when your when your name brand has become synonymous with the product itself, you yeah. know, that's a pretty big yeah. deal. You know, and Nintendo is is, you know, I like we were talking about we had the Ataris or whatnot, right? But the, the Nintendo is where I fell in love with video games. Characters that were endearing, right? You know, you had the Mario games with Sega later on, you had Sonic introduced, you know. Um even the characters in Duck Hunt were like endearing, you know, and you you kind of fell in love with with video games at the point of Nintendo. It wasn't just something fun that you did here and there. It was something now that you played all day. You didn't love characters from Atari like Baseball Man. Oh, I remember right? Sweet Sweet the Baseball ba- Man, the Baseball Running Man. <laughs> but I'll tell you, guy oh, who drives car. Well, was Running Man based on the <laughs> film? <laughs> was it star Arnold Schwarzenegger? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, like that. No, but like you know, they introduced. You know, that's the moment where. Be, being grounded, you know, go to your room. You know, that's the moment where that didn't work anymore. It I was also like, think, don't use your TV. I also you think the game. D-pad was a huge step in the right direction. Yes. The joystick was not accurate. And for Nintendo to introduce the D-pad, which they actually introduced years before on their Game & Watch, little flip yeah. home thing, or I'm sorry, their portable thing, into a console. And the D-pad, I think, made just a huge difference. Because, like, go look at the controls of Atari games or in television. Then how, how Mario was controlled in the first Mario, in the yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, it's much more intuitive. Yeah, and it's just, but it's also deadly accurate. Holy yeah. crap. You yeah, know? it's really good stuff. You yeah. know, so we had the rise of these characters that were making us fall in love. So I was going to say, I think also it helped that Nintendo started introducing 
higher quality control on the games that were being released on their console. Yeah. Uh, you would see it's like a, I forget what the label said. The video uh, game seal, Nintendo yeah, seal, the seal of quality. Of yeah, seal the seal of, of quality. Yeah. Or approval, whatever. Yeah. So they started introducing that because what really jacked Atari up was like, they just let you do whatever. E.T. Yeah, E.T. <laughs> uh, yeah. Coach's yeah. Revenge. Okay. Um, They're just like, whatever. And then Nintendo was like, you know what? We're going to set a We're standard. We're going to set a standard so that we don't end up doing this again where people like... Yeah, we don't need another yeah. video game crash. Exactly. So they helped on that, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, super cool. You know, Nintendo really started establishing the idea of these characters and as their legacy, you know, with uh, characters like Link, characters like Mario, even some yeah. of the villains. So I want to know what were your favorite heroes and villains from video game history? I'll start with Jeremy. Uh, Dr. Wally from Mega Man. Okay. Dr. Wily. Dr. Wily, yes. I mean... Everybody loves the evil genius, I think, and he fits that trope very well. Um, Mega Man is an overall awesome series, and I think he was like the perfect villain. Cause yeah. He's got, I mean, he's like the counter to, doc, to Dr. Light, who's also cool, but um, he's like, I want to just create robots to kill everything and cre- take over the world. That's dope. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. What about your favorite hero? I mean, I guess Link and... I don't know. Hell Mega yeah, Man. Link. Link Mega Man. But some, they're about like on the same tier for me from that okay. period okay. probably. Yeah. I can dig on that. What about you, Drew? Uh, as far as heroes, I really like, uh, let's see, some uh, Shepard, a.k.a. you from the Mass Effect series. I mean, depend. You can be as good. Yeah, you or can be evil. who. Yeah, you can do whatever yeah. you want or be anybody. But you're. But yeah, yeah Commander Shepard, great yeah. character by the way. Iconic, iconic lines and moments like you decking the news reporter because you're tired of rege- disingenuous assertions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Solid Snake from the Metal Gear Solid series, just all throughout that series, just iconic moments. Uh, Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher, soon oh, to be yeah. played by Henry Cavill. Yep. And then Nathan Drake, aka the the best Indiana Jones, because the the Uncharted games are just Indiana Jones, the video games. Yeah, they and really they are. are. Like he he's such a human char- a character because like he will voice the emotions like something nuts happens. He was like, "What the hell?" Like he's just up, upset that he's going through this. And as for villains, the elusive man from Mass Effect comes up to, in my mind. He's played by Martin Sheen. And he's a, he brings you back to life, but he's also a, uh, a racist. He's a pro-human, like, like everybody but humanity. He's terrorist, and but he's like, but he's making you do this because he's like, human humanity gonna gonna die if you don't do what I tell you. So he guilts you into doing that. Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, just. Huh incredibly frightening game overall. That's, you know, that's what the Tesla truck is designed after. Is yeah, the pyramid, the pyramid. Yeah. No, but, it's Laura Cross boobs or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> one, the, the, two, the PS1 boobs. But no, Pyramid Head, just like a seven foot tall uh, rapist with a giant sword and, and a, a and great pyramid. Abs. <laughs> great, great abs. Great, great abs. Uh, with, with a giant pyramid on his head. Uh, Dorman from Shadow of the Colossus. He tricks you into killing these benevolent beings, the Colossus, and just pulls a, a great bait and switch on you. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm free. I'm not going to do what you want, and you're going to die. Is <laughs> such a, a dick. And then the Yeti from Ski Free. The one that comes out and just grabs you or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter how good you are at the game. Yeah, you he, can't stop he the Yeti. will murder you. That's so fucking random. <laughs> he's, he's, like, think about it. It's like, Ski Free is a good game, but you can never beat it because it does. It literally does not allow you be, to beat it because the Yeti is just, oh, 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 just eats you. 
All right, all right, all right. What about you, John? We're never going to get Yeti Coolers as a sponsor now. Never. <laughs> um, favorite heroes, Link by far. I mean, I love Link. Mm. Link is such a such an awesome guy, and uh, the Zelda series is awesome. So Link, and I'd say my other favorites, um, any of the good guys from the Street Fighter series, whether it be Ryu or Chun-Li or Cammy. Guile. I, Guile. I love Go the Street Fighter series. Um, for bad guys, I would say... Bowser, you know, Bowser yeah. is such a iconic character and that laugh. Oh, oh yeah. And then uh and uh the dictator man from Street Fighter or M. Bison. Bison. M. Bison, Bison? The, well, well, it's well, Bison originally in the US. he was. Yeah, okay. But uh but uh so but it's just got that that shit-eating smile and that red remember the red costume and great how great was he in in the movie played by Raul Julia. Yeah, because the movie is meh. But he does a, such a great job. I, my favorite moment in that movie is when he looks at when he looks at Sagat and he's like, "But you didn't see that, did you?" Uh, the, the quality of that movie killed that man because he died shortly after that movie. <laughs> yeah, oh. but that's one of his best performances. I mean, and, I know uh, that may seem silly c- considering his career, um, but like he, oh my god, the, all that was one hundred percent him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't know, whatever. Um, Bison's one of my favorite villains. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, Ganondorf from the. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. I forgot to bring up Ganondorf because there's just <laughs> he's just like this infinite evil, and there's different timelines and different heroes, but this, but the, he always makes his way back. Now, question: Ganon or Ganondorf? Human or like bestial form? I actually Jesus Christ. When I think of them, I think <laughs> of the, I think <laughs> they're of the, different. I think of the human form, but my favorite versions are when he's a boar. A bo- yeah, the boar yeah. from like Link to the Past. Yeah, any of the versions where he's a boar, and most of the versions, I fought him many. Or versions. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like or Calamity or Ganon. even the uh, if you play the the ones that were in Game Boy Color, and there's two. There's the the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, and the bad guy in both of those games is not him. But if you beat both of them and link them together, there's an extra bonus bad guy. Surprise! Fucking Ganon was behind it <laughs> the whole Ganon, time. Oh, when you man. fight him. He's a goddamn boar, and he's got the reach with this pitchfork like a son of a bitch. Yeah, I because I, I can say that I beat both of those games, but I've never beat the bonin. The, yeah, the, yeah, the bonin <laughs> bonus. The, the bone, in, the bone in boss, <laughs> yeah. Ganon. Ganon. The goddamn Ganon. The ham. So, so anybody who I really don't like in real life, yeah. I just consider them my Ganondorf. There you go. I fucking despise Ganondorf. My favorite heroes in video games are Luigi. Okay. For some reason, I thought we were selling villains. <laughs> well, we're on both, Goddamn right? Goddamn Luigi. We're on both. Um, so evil. Yeah, I, I love Luigi. Fuck Mario. Luigi, yeah. right? Um, He's the, the brother. I, Blanca. Oh. One of my favorite. I think I got a pop. Said Blanca's a hero? Yeah, Blanca's a hero. Doesn't he work with, uh, the, with the, for the dictator? No, he's he, a good guy. He does not work with Shadow Lou, if he, that's what you mean. He he's yeah, a good guy. He doesn't guy. seem like a bad guy, though. No, he's, he's a good green. guy. No, yeah. Blanca's a good guy, yo. What's he's totally a good guy. Yeah, he got transformed. He was uh, yeah. Guile's best yeah, friend, and he got yeah. transformed into Blanca. Didn't you watch the, sh- the movie? Well, yeah. I mean, that's actually the story, too. Yeah. It's just... I mean, he's not with Shadowloo, but I never really thought Charlie. of him as a good guy. <laughs> Char- no, Blanca's a good guy. Okay. You just have this like thing against monsters, and that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, so... That's, that's um, how I was raised. I also think Reptile is a good guy. From Mortal Kombat. Okay. That's a little bit more ambiguous, but I think he's just I I think Reptile's just out for himself. Um, sure he's straight up works for Shang Tsung. My favorite yeah. villains, Shang Tsung, Bowser, and Bison. I mean, come on, right? And I don't know the skeleton dude from Killer Instinct. I don't know if he was good or bad. Spinal? I, yes. Yeah. Spinal. Loved him. Oh, I wanted to give a like mention out to uh Nemesis. Oh, as a villain. Resident, Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil series. He just, yeah. 
when he follows you to another room, it's oh, like, oh my, my god, god, I thought if, I was getting away. He's hear, like, nope. If you hear the word star, stars, you just stars. Right. I have never played a Resident Evil game, but I've watched Fantastic so franchise. many of them being played. Like I would just sit down with popcorn and like a They're bowl good. of some good weed and just watch people play Mortal Kombat. I mean, Mortal Kombat to watch people play Resident Evil in the dark, right? Um, but Nemesis was so cool in that game. Uh, not in the movie. Oh, well, that really was, cool. That movie's trash. <laughs> oh, boy. So let us know in the comments below what are your favorite video game heroes and villains. We'll be back with a... We're going to continue our discussion on video game history and get into a little bit about our favorite video game music here on Pop Culture Philosophers. Welcome back to Pop Culture Philosophers. We're talking about video games. We're talking about the market crash for the 80s. We're talking about Atari. Now we're going to get into the 90s. So the 90s started off, we get Genesis had been released before the 90s. They were sort of made the headway into the 16-bit era introduction of Sonic the Hedgehog. Very successful. You know, Nintendo Nintendo had made good strides in the States. The Genesis was making huge strides for the first time Sega really had a foothold. You also had the Super Nintendo. And the TurboGrafx-16 by NEC. Uh, the TurboGrafx-16 was called the PC Engine overseas. Didn't have the same sales numbers, obviously, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. But still, uh, good momentum with those consoles. Atari also releases the Jaguar. The Once the Big King, uh, they, the Jaguar didn't do well. Atari went bankrupt. And the Atari, as we know, it is gone after this. Now, mind you, Atari name is still around. They were acquired. The property was acquired. It ain't the same Atari. And... Uh, yeah, so I'm wondering what you guys think of those systems, and I think I think you said, uh, Drew. I thought you said you were introduced to those systems first, right? The, the either the Genesis or the Super Nintendo was that your introduction to video games? Yeah, Super Nintendo was definitely mine. I ended up playing that the most because a it was the only system that my dad would like. My dad, my dad was pretty much like only Nintendo until I got a PlayStation. So all I had were Game Boy, Super Nintendo, etc. What would, what games in particular do you remember? Or what were your favorites? Uh, Super Nintendo, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario oh, World. Yeah. Uh, Did you play uh, Mario Kart? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, my shit, my dad, my dad was uh, was just a Nintendo stand just because of Mario Kart. Like uh, Super Metroid, I played all the Star Wars games. <laughs> I beat the Star Wars games, which is even more impressive. Uh, and just I I spent a lot of time on the Super Nintendo. And that really started the era of, because uh, it was like Mario, Super Mario, and then you got Mario 64. But I remember with the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo era, Nintendo, everybody was just releasing Super, Super Mario Kart, Super, they just put fucking Super on everything. Oh yeah, every game was Super <laughs> Hey, something. we're lazy with the naming scheme. Just put, fuck it guys, just put Super. Super bases loaded. Super yeah, Star just, Wars. Yeah just, put, yeah, just put fucking Super on it. Okay, so did you guys not have a Genesis then? Did you skip over the Genesis? No, he would He would never buy us a Sega. No TurboGrafx-16? No. It was it was just because he, he here was his idea of it's like tell you what it's like we're gonna buy you a new system for uh, for the TV downstairs and it's like we have the Super Nintendo we're gonna get you the uh, Super Nintendo plug-in <laughs> so you can play your Game Boy games up on the TV oh the Super <laughs> Game Boy yeah that was a huge deal man that, yeah that's why it was like that was his idea of being funny until we got the PlayStation the uh, there were some other systems introduced in that era. Prior to getting to the 32-bit and Nintendo 64 and everything, there was uh, 
the 3DO and stuff like that. But really, the Genesis the and Virtual the Super Boy. Nintendo. Yeah, the <laughs> Genesis and Super Nintendo was probably the most successful of that era. And the Turbo 16 was very close um, behind them, but it never had the foothold here it had in the States. What about you, Robbie? Did you uh, start with the Genesis Super Nintendo? I mean, you had one of those consoles, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I. You didn't I, start with them. You said you had Atari. Yeah, I had Atari. I had the NES, um, you know. But, uh, yeah, Super Nintendo was a big, big fucking deal, dude. I loved the Super Nintendo. We had a Genesis for a little bit, like we were talking about behind the sh- uh, before the show. But there were just a couple games. I had a Game Gear. I used to play a lot of, like, the Power Rangers fighting game on that. But, like, Super Nintendo for me... Um, it was the Mario stuff, especially All Stars. Like when oh, All Stars got released, was so fucking good. And it's the old school stuff from the NES, but it's like it's redone, and it looked back then. It looked like it was HD Mario, almost in a way, you know. Um, so the Mario Kart, me and my friends would play that all the time. The Street Fighter game, Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo. Um, also Donkey Kong Country. Oh, Country was amazing. Yeah, awesome game. and Star Fox. Dude, Star Fox is a yeah, so We loved those games, man. Star Fox had a separate chip on the cartridge yeah. to give it that 3D effect. It made an expensive cartridge, but it added an extra. Yeah, it was depth. it was the shit when it came out. You know, also Do a there was roll. there was a game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a game called Starfleet Academy. By the way, too Star you, Trek. Yeah, it's Star Trek, and you get to uh, you're like training to be the leader of the bridge, and you go on these missions, and it's lame, but I like it. That's a cool concept. They were not like, hey, we're just going to repurpose one of the movie ideas. Yeah. They, they get, there's a whole new concept. Yeah. So you're with actually. the Star Trek franchise. Yeah. So you see like the view screen and all that stuff and you get, you make the commands and have to choose whether to go to yellow or red alert when you approach things and choose where to go. And I don't know. It's, it's dumb, but I like it. Jeremy, did you say that was your introduction really to consoles? Was did you say you had an Atari? I can't remember. I did not. I just played one randomly. Okay, but you was your introduction to consoles then either the Genesis or the Super Nintendo or or maybe a TurboGrafx sixteen? Maybe you're in that small minority that had a TurboGrafx. No, um so the first con the first console I got, I think, was the Sega Genesis because um my cousin had one. They had all the consoles basically. They had like a TurboGrafx, they had a Super Nintendo, and they had a Sega Genesis. How come everybody's cousin always is always yeah, yeah. always rich? I had a cousin that had everything. Yeah. I mean, Same well, thing. so like there was I had like three cousins. They all live, so they all had different gaming tastes. Um, so I guess their parents bought them a lot. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I played a Sega over there, and I was like, I really want a console because we didn't have one at home. So I, my mom got me one. I think it was for Christmas actually, and I didn't get mine until like it came packaged with Sonic Two. Oh, Jesus. So you yeah, got it later in the... I got it later in the... But still, you got one of the Sonics packed in. Yeah, and then I got a Super Nintendo, the one that came with Donkey Kong Country. Like about a... Oh, you got it really late into the lifespan. Yeah, I know. I don't know why it took so long for me to get a console. Like, my Did friends Did Donkey Kong them. Country graphics blow you away when you first saw it? The pre-rendered graphics? I like the um, pre-rendered, like, almost kind of claymation style of Donkey Kong. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, it was really cool in the day. I liked Sonic because of just the speed. Oh, yeah. And just yeah. B- blowing through levels was great on my, like, ADD kid mind um i remember with the genesis going over to people's houses that had the genesis and of course having the actual uh joystick controller you know the arcade controller right that that added a big thing because genesis had the three buttons right and so if you're playing street fighter or mortal Kombat, it got really ridiculous and dumb you know what i'm saying super super had the better controllers until they came out with those arcade pads right but genesis always seemed faster Right, I mean, like Sega Mortal does. Kombat Two was like so fast. Was it Sega does with Nintendo? Was the Genesis <laughs> yeah. the, the Genesis had a faster chip? Okay, but the Super Nintendo could display more colors. So depending on the okay. game type, some games benefited on Nintendo, some benefited on the the Genesis. Because yeah, Sonic was 
fast. I it remember really liking uh, Street Fighter on SNES, but loving Mortal Kombat on, on Sega. And Sega also had, you could unlock the blood code or whatever, you know what I'm saying, to get... Yeah, that was... Was yeah. that not on Super Nintendo? No, so nope. Nintendo just That's had, right. like, sweat. Now, when Mortal Kombat 2 came out, Nintendo finally, like, gave in and was like, okay, because the sales, they sold more in the Genesis yeah. because you can unlock the blood. And in the grand scheme of things, if you're playing Mortal Kombat... Fuck it. Let them have... Bl- I mean, really, yeah, you're right? already playing Mortal Kombat. I do remember lining up at the arcade that would play Mortal Kombat 2. I remember such a big deal. mounds of people around the Mortal Kombat. Like, I didn't even get to play it for, like, the first month because there was never an... Op- and, like, I'm not, guy- I'm not the guy that's going to sit there like John and wait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or try it's to, like... Lot. You know, John's a tall drink of water, you know, so maybe he was able to peek over all those people's heads, but I could never even see what was going on. I remember when the Ninja Turtles arcade game first came out, there was always a fucking crowd of people around that, too. The, one, the only Turtles I remember in the arcade, I know there was multiple. The, the Ford one. one the Ford yeah, yeah, the one I remember playing the most in the arcade was the Turtles in Time. Now, I know oh, there yeah. was a one before that, you know, but Turtles in Time is the one I remember playing the most in the arcade. I remember that first one because it was at my skating rink. Yeah. And the Turtles of Time came out to the Super Nintendo. We had it for the Super Nintendo. We sure did. You what know, that's that? a very popular choice in our social media segment. We'll find out next. Uh, yeah, I started with, uh, so I had the NES, then we got the Genesis. And once we got the Genesis, I'm like, this is amazing. This is the future. And the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo just seemed dated. And we didn't have a Super Nintendo at the time. A guy I knew had one. And I was like, oh, no, Genesis is superior. And that's more of a, hey, I have it, so fuck, fuck Nintendo. <laughs> Until he got Mario Kart. And I'm like, we need this shit, man. And, of course, they had a bunch of other great games. But Mario Kart's what sold us on the system. And then yeah. the rest of the library. So we were lucky enough to have both a Genesis and a Super Nintendo. We were living it up, man. We were living it up. And then I remember playing... Legend of Zelda had borrowed Legend of Zelda. I hadn't played the original Zeldas on the NES at the time and borrowing a, a Link to the Past and that just rocked my fucking world, man. I'm like, this is this is going to change everything. But I hadn't played the previous Zelda, so I was an idiot. But <laughs> but the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, man, were, were it. I don't know anybody that even had the TurboGrafx-16 to remember. You know, I, I'm familiar with the system. I know I know, must have known somebody that had it. Um, I was this guy, this guy named Jeff had it and I remember his parents were divorced too. And so I remember his dad would like spend money to like try to like uh he was trying to buy him, right? You know what I'm saying? My parents were divorced. I'm like, why isn't my dad trying to buy me with a TurboGrafx sixteen? <laughs> but we already had a Super Nintendo and a Genesis, you know? Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot on the Turbo Graphics that I was missing out on, you know, except like Bonk's adventure. Yeah, lucky for you. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That game was pretty fun. I, I didn't own a Turbo Graphics, but like I said, my cousins had one and it was neat, but it was not a Nintendo or a Sega. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they were third for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I think the games library is kind of lacking in comparison. And then uh, at the same time, I'll throw this out here, even though we're talking about consoles, in the early 90s, Windows became, Windows came out. Yeah. (laughs) Just Windows came out. And Windows became the de facto, like, video game platform on the PC. Because no longer do we have Commodore and and Atari and all these people competing. Now... Windows is becoming the the common OS, and so you get a lot of video games ported to that. You get a lot of fresh games made for it. There was a lot of garbage that was ported from consoles that was not good, like Street Fighter Two. <laughs> but there was a lot of original great games made for the PC market, and the PC had some phenomenal stuff. So it definitely started to become its own market in itself, as far as the gaming platform. And then, uh, then we move on to the mid '90s, and you got the Nintendo 64, the Sega Saturn, and Sony enters with the PlayStation. And most people probably know this, but the originally the sequels to the Super Nintendo, Nintendo was working with Sony. 
They're going to do a CD system or a CD add-on. They got in a fight with Sony, and really, if you look at it from Nintendo's perspective, Nintendo had to bail out of it because Sony wanted the publishing rights for the CD-based games. Nintendo makes money on publishing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the console manufacturers get the money on the publishing. So I understand why Nintendo had broken the relationship off. Sony goes ahead and forges and makes their own system. You get the, the PlayStation's introduced, becomes a huge brand, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Sega does the Saturn. Saturn didn't initially have the same sales. First off, the launch was weird. Because, you know, when people were, when they were teasing the Nintendo 64, when they were teasing the PlayStation, Sega was like, Sega showed off the, 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 ma- the I'm sorry, the Saturn, and they're like, and it comes out tomorrow. I'm like, what, what the fuck? They, it was a weird launch, man. They just like, they just like, you know, surprise everybody. Well, they surprise consumers who didn't know it fucking existed. Yeah, that does that works for like music sales. That doesn't yeah. work for hey, you need to drop like a hundred bucks on a video game and system. Four hundred dollars when it launched. Four hundred. It was three ninety nine. And on top of that, a lot of people that were Sega fans had been spooked because we didn't talk about this before. When the Genesis came out, the Genesis was phenomenal, and then the Genesis had a CD add on, and then the Genesis also had a thirty two X add on. The Genesis had a lot of goddamn add ons. Mm. And yep. add-ons weren't supported well by Sega. So a lot of people were worried that Saturn was going to be an add-on or wasn't going to be supported well. So a lot of people were hesitant about the... And then the 64 was great, but the 64 got a late start. And the cartridges scared off publishers because CDs were cheaper to produce. Yep. CDs held more. Mm-hmm. And um, it just the cartridge. And so so people were scared off of the Nintendo 64 um, a little bit because of that. And the Nintendo 64 had the latest start. But the 64 would go on to do really well. The PlayStation would go on to do really well. They both did really well. And you guys remember, I remember the first time I fucking saw the Nintendo 64 controller. I'm like, what the fuck is what, that? What I the was hell so is this? Yeah. It's a spaceship. Is that a Trident? <laughs> but I do remember the anticipation of Mario 64. And when I finally did get to play it, and that display it blew my goddamn mind. It blew my mind, too, man. That and game, those controls man. worked. And the controls, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be. Because the only 3D type games I had played up until then had sloppy controls. But Mario controlled. Like Mario controls in the fucking side scrolling. I think the Mario. I think I think Nintendo has always had some of the best controllers. Yeah. Like with the initial launch, you know, like yeah. they, like it looked goofy. It didn't look like it would, should work, but it really didn't. It gave you a lot more versatility. Um, you couldn't have used just the typical D pad or whatever was was it the C pad or whatever it was. Yeah, um, you couldn't just typically you couldn't have used that for for Mario. Yeah, 64. you needed that analog stick. Yeah. There was a, did you have a PlayStation or a 64? I know you had a 64 and you had Donkey Kong, right? Yeah, I had a 64. You were there, I got it. Because the I green got one. The, the, yeah, the green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, I missed that thing. But uh, no, I never had a PlayStation. Now, my buddy George had a PlayStation. And so I would play games there and I would watch them play things like Resident Evil or whatnot. I think I played Need for Speed at his house. Yeah. Now, that was about, I wrote that down. Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit was yeah. my jam. On the PlayStation, dude, I played that at his house. I remember that. Man, I love, I love racing games, and that was one of my favorite ones still today. Were you just running from the police, man? Yeah. You know, like I absolutely love it, man. Um, I, I had the '64. I loved it. Mario and the Donkey Kong '64. Both of those were really fun. Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, Conker's Bad Fur Day, and don't forget Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. You know, we used to play that all oh the time my God. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He's a brick wall. Yes, right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, donkey dongs, um, Drew, 
So you said you you had a PlayStation. Did you have a 64 at all? Thank you for that endorsement. And yes, I had, I had both. <laughs> oh, you uh, had both. But the, the PlayStation, you had, did you have the PlayStation first? Since it was introduced uh, first? I, I did. Uh, PlayStation was like my first like huge, huge, huge love. like Because it had by far and away the, the best variety of like, especially RPGs. Because that was the console, like if you were playing. Oh, you know, there's a RPGs, lot of RPGs. Like, plus that was your first new console, right? So it had a special, like, yeah. meaning to you. Yeah, it wasn't something like, it, and plus it was like mine. It, my dad didn't just buy it so we could play Mario Kart or something like that. Uh, that that like that really launched Sony because like it's still like a top five selling console of all time. Like, and and Sony's got like I think four of the top selling consoles of all time. <laughs> to four of the top five. <laughs> well, people praise the Sony controller, but the one that shipped with the original PlayStation sucked. By it the way, it was not great. Now, when they added the 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 dual analog, yes, great controller, and they yeah. sort of stuck. Well, they have pretty much stuck with that. Yeah, design it's been around the same design. since then. But the initial design, people are like, but, oh, when it was, was great. Real flat. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, no, the original one did suck. But they had it. They did have a great library. They got a lot. Getting Square, and it wasn't Square Enix at the time. Getting Square, square on getting Square on board was a big deal. And that they it was a huge franchise, the Final Fantasy series on the Super Nintendo, and to get that onto PlayStation, and the reason Square went that direction was because of the advantage of the disc based. So that exactly. I think helped them a lot. I think if they hadn't had Final Fantasy, if Final Fantasy stayed on the Nintendo platform or any other, pla- say they went to the Saturn, who knows? Yeah. I think that would have put the more of a decisive victory in one way or the other because we can all agree the Saturn wasn't very successful, but the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation were almost neck and neck. Considering that Sony had just got into this, into that market, they did exceptionally well. Yeah, you talk about being blown away by, like, uh, Mario 64, like, blown away like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Uh, Resident or, Evil. Yeah, Re- Resident, Resident Evil 2, uh, talking talking about, like, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, all the way through, like like, any game... Hell, like, hell! Street Fighter ports that were like arcade perfect now. Yeah, that's a, that, that's the thing. Like, and just the sheer variety of games that you could get on ju- on just the Sony Sony PlayStation, like that really set the mold. Of, because that that's what I think sets them still apart to this day is just the variety. You can play whatever you want on a, on a PlayStation, and it's like it's going to be good, especially first party or what, whatever else you want. And you had an, you you eventually got a sixty four as well. Yes. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Holy shit, yeah. Uh, Jet Force Gemini, Conquers Bad Fur Day. The, Dude. the, the Matrix level yeah. on that I still love. Uh, the the Great and Mighty Pooh is a villain. I can't believe you said Jet Force Gemini. I for, almost forgot about that game. Yeah, it's a great game. Not Yeah, that's one of the, like, everyone when everyone brings up a forgotten gem, it's always Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> and, Goldeneye, uh, man. Yeah, Goldeneye played, played a ton of, and... Uh, <laughs> I played Donkey Kong 64. I don't care. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird game. Oh, Banjo Kazooie. Oh, Banjo Kazooie. Definitely st- the better version of Donkey Kong 64. And he's in. Uh, he's in. Uh, oh, is he? Is he in it? In he's in yet? Smash. Now. Is he in Smash? Okay, yeah. I know they talked he's about great it. Great. Okay, too. he's in it. Okay, awesome. What about Jeremy? Did you, is that when you started with video games? Then did you really get into? No, I was the- really deep into like Super Nintendo. And okay, Sega, bro. Like, I, oh, I was, okay. I'm a 90s kid. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. It's all blurring together. I mean, I mean, a, a Game Gear. Um. <laughs> No, I got a PlayStation after. So my buddy Johnny, who lived up the street from me in my neighborhood, like he had a PlayStation first, and I was like, "Oh man, this is dope! I want one." So I begged my mom for a PlayStation. I was like, "I really want this more." Like I wanted the Super Nintendo back bef- back before that, and uh, I don't know. It was fun, of course. I loved my Super and my Sega, 
but I wanted that PlayStation so bad. I don't even know why. Could you also share games? Was he a good buddy that you guys could loan each other? Yeah. Games? So like he had, he had like a Jet Moto. If you guys remember, yeah, that. I remember Jet Moto. That game yeah. was fun as shit. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. I love yeah. that like Twisted Metal one and two. Oh yeah, Twisted Metal. So games those were the games that initially got me interested because I was having so much fun with Twisted Metal, particularly. So I wanted that. Eventually, I got my mom to get me a PlayStation, and funny enough, the first game I got. I rent it from Blockbuster because my mom got me the PlayStation, but we didn't no get any games. games. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is whack. Uh, so I went ahead and rented the Men in Black game. Oh, boy. The, or no, 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 not Men in Black. It was uh, Independence Day, the game. Even worse. Yeah, it was so <laughs> terrible. I have no idea why I rented that as my first game. Oh, no. Uh, but I went from then, and I got better games, of course. Like uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is, to this day, like one of – it's not my favorite game. And I understand, like, there's great, but it's fun, like – Cloud sucks as a main character, kind of, because he is emo. But yeah. it's a fun game. Um, also, um, like all the fighting game ports, that's what got me more into starting to play fighting games, actually. I played Street Fighter 2 on Sega, but then like all these like other fighting options came out on PlayStation. Like, I was, like Tekken. Oh, Tekken. Yeah. Soul Blade. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Soul Blade was amazing. So, Soul Edge in the arcade. Or, Soul Blade was the, yeah, you know, the PlayStation release. Yeah. Um, so yeah that, I didn't even have a PlayStation, but I owned that fucking game. And Why I do play you have it whenever the game? because that's one of my favorite fighting series. Up to next to Street Fighter, I if when it comes to weapon based, I fucking love the Soul series. Mm. Love it. So I got it cheap from a pawn store and I would just take it to whoever had a play. all my friends had PlayStation, so we could always play. That's Plus funny. it's more fun to that. play with people on that game. That game will travel. You know, that's what that's actually I understand that because I did that before with a couple of games too. When I would not have the console, I'd just get the game. Um but I had a PlayStation, then I got a sixty four as well. And I didn't get that until we moved here. So I got it like a year probably after. Or I guess it didn't come out till later anyway. But I ended up getting a 64. You know, Mario's great, of course. Zelda. Ocarina of Time is still one of my favorite just games. Just a phenomenal yeah, game. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. huge, too. And funny, up to that point, I hadn't even really played Zelda games. Like, I never had Link to the Past. My buddy had it, and I played it a little bit with him. So that was your first, like, meat and potato Zelda game. And I really got into Ocarina. Like, I would wake up early in the mornings and just do that. That was my Saturdays every day, every Saturday. Did you play Majora's Mask then after that, or did you not? I liked Majora's Mask, but Ocarina to me is just a much better game. Majora's Mask is good, but Ocarina, I feel like, is more complete story-wise. Yeah, it's more epic. Yeah. For um, sure. And then, of course, like Donkey Kong, uh, Star Fox 64. Nintendo started doing that thing again where they're like, let's just add 64. Yeah, let's just add 64. That seems like a cool idea. Uh, But. Jet Force Gemini, I also played that too. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I know it's the one that people forget about. It's amazing. Uh, and on PlayStation, Goldeneye, Goldeneye, I played that multiple. And Smash or Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, the original that, Smash Brothers. The first, yeah, it was on the. Nintendo that was 64. a good kickoff for me. And of course, like on PlayStation, had all the RPGs that I really got into because of PlayStation, like Final Fantasy. Like I never had played one on Super Nintendo, but I did on PlayStation. Do you want to know something? <clears throat> this is not a popular opinion. I mm-hmm. fucking hate Smash Brothers. Really? I hate that game so much. I have never, I guess, wow. been good at it. That is <laughs> a hot take. Actually, I know a couple of people that <laughs> I mean, like, feel that way for some reason. I mean, I get it if you're not good at it. I fucking so. hate it. I've, I, I, I played with assholes that wouldn't let you get good at a game. You know what Here, I'm saying? Uh, Here's the thing, though. It reminds me of Mario Kart, <laughs> where you can be good at Mario Kart, or you can be good at Smash Brothers. By the way, I'm badass at Mario Kart. Yeah. You found that out the hard way, But it's way, different John. than, say, Street Fighter, because in Mario Kart and in Smash Brothers, you can get an item randomly they can change the fucking course of the game yeah so it feels like other fighting games are different in the fact that 
you know, you don't get these weird bonus things could occur yeah, you're right. and change the face of the game. And that goes for all the fighting games. So Smash Brothers is different in that regard. I think Street Fighter, though, not Street Fighter, I think Smash Brothers is definitely easier for people that say they're not into fighting games because you have all these adorable characters. And, and I like variety. fighting games. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and Soul Calibur and Killer Instinct. And well, remember Clay Fighter? Talk oh, yeah. About Super NES, right? Oh, yeah, that was dope. I remember that. What about you, John? What do you love so much in the 64? Because I remember back in the day, you were such a big proponent of me getting a 64. I got one super late. We just randomly decided one night. It was yeah. like 2 o'clock in the morning or something. We drove to the Super Walmart. Yeah, we got us. And yeah, I was I got like, the green yeah. special edition Donkey Kong. And I remember 64. you being like, you're. I remember you being like, you know, Donkey Kong 64 is not the greatest game, but it does come with the expansion pack. Yeah, it did <laughs> so. come with the expansion. Yeah, yeah, it came with the expansion pack. Um, love the Nintendo 64, man. So my brother had a PlayStation. I had a 60. We, I think we both shared the 64. So I had to play both. But the 64 was one of those that I just remember anticipating and waiting. And remember seeing it was originally called the Ultra 64, and they changed the name. And I remember them pimping Killer Instinct because Killer Instinct was in the arcade at the time and it came out for Super Nintendo, but they were talking about the Killer Instinct 2 being on the Ultra 64 and it even got like the Ultra 64 logo on it. Well, they changed the Nintendo 64 and I remember just seeing pictures of Mario 64. I'm like, this can't be real. Like, this looks amazing. It can't be. Just the anticipation and getting it for Christmas was just blew by my damn mind. So the first thing we had was Mario 64 and Wave Race 64. Oh, man, that was a great that game. That game was fun as hell. I kind of forget Dude, about Wave that. Wave Race was great. And then I ended up getting, we ended up getting a variety of other games. I think the biggest game, though, I, I picked up after that was uh, um, Zelda. Blew me away. Loved Zelda. And then I, I subscribed to Nintendo Power, and I got this weird, like, dossier in the mail. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, they're making a, they're making a James Bond game? And it came with a coupon. I'm like, let me go try it out because they had it at Toys R Us on display. And I tried it out. And I'm like, just a single player campaign. I'm like, oh, this is okay. I don't think I want to use this coupon and use yeah. my savings to get this game. My brother ended up buying the game instead. And then once we discovered the multiplayer. Oh, boy. Holy shit. Did I regret not buying that? I, I had to beg him every time I wanted to fucking play it and take it to my friend's house. So many people love GoldenEye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hardly anybody actually has played all the way through it because they, it's the multiplayer. It's like the that's multiplayer. what it was. And, and you know, if you look into what like Halo became and stuff like that, like that that was groundbreaking. That was, was pioneering. It was. It was multiplayer was not shooters anyway, weren't like that way on the console. No. And Nintendo changed it for the better. And that was Rare who did Donkey Kong 64, who did original Donkey yeah. Kong. Rare was eventually um the owners wanted to sell off their share, and they said, hey, Nintendo, buy us out. Nintendo's like, nah, bro. <laughs> so Nintendo showed, sold them back their shares, and then they sold the company to Microsoft. So now they're a Microsoft property. They haven't done a whole lot of anything fantastic under no. Microsoft, in my opinion. I no. like the first Vivid Pinata. It was actually an enjoyable game. Okay. Um, but they haven't really done anything amazing under... But they did, when Microsoft bought them, they did get the Killer Instinct franchise. And the new Killer Instinct's good, but Rare didn't make it. It was made by somebody else. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, the 64. I do like the PlayStation. There's some great games on it, but the 64, I don't think I've ever anticipated a, a system in my life. You know, I remember the first time I had a date with a girl that I thought I had a chance, and I had more anticipation for the Nintendo 64 than I did for getting <laughs> oh, my, my, lose my virginity. Yeah, yeah, well, it was such a big goddamn deal. While we're <laughs> well, on, fair. While we're on the 64, you know, we were talking about Goldeneye and its multiplayer. That's what made Conker's Bad Fur Day so much fun. That was the Conker's was crazy. Was really man. Everything about Conker's, again, rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, well. you know, I wish I wouldn't have sold mine. Like, I sold all my stuff to my buddy David, like, 
super cheap long yeah. time ago. I meant Rare Soft, the company who made Donkey Kong. Well, Conker's Bad Fur Day is a, an expensive ass yeah. cartridge now, yeah. man. It really, really is. Um, it was such a fun game. I really loved it, man. There's been fun. like this this increasing like vintage video game, and like collectors have come out of the woodwork lately. So all these games that were not worth anything, even if they were good games, have just sky. Everything has just skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. Like a like that ET game. <laughs> Or the Gremlins. I don't know about that. No, but especially in the 64 era PlayStation, it went from the 8-bit music that we're used to, and it, and it kind of developed into even more elaborate scores oh, for yeah. video games. Oh, yeah. Video games have amazing music. So what is some of your favorite video game music? Let's start with Drew Ski. Oh, boy. Uh, right off the bat, I mean, you think Super, Super Nintendo Mega Man X. That oh one. yeah, we were listening to some on the car yeah. in the car on the way here uh, with Spark Mandrill and and uh, Storm Eagle. That one just pick a Final Fantasy because Nobu Nobuo Yoimitsu was one of the best composers ever. Yeah. When uh, oh yeah, and then like later on, you started seeing like the influence of Hollywood in uh, video game sound design and and composers because you would have people like Harry Gregson Williams doing the music for Metal Gear Solid like big Hollywood composer and he loved doing the music and it's always outstanding and then even in especially like recent years uh The Last of Us he it had Academy Award winning uh, uh composer and like Spanish classical guitarist uh Gustavo Santolala like he did he did the music for The Last of Us and it was incredible haunting sad music and man I I can listen to video game music remade by like orchestras and stuff and just have a ball i love every second of it absolutely what about you jeremy um so yeah i never even thought about it before but yeah metal gear solid has some dope music i'm not i don't even really play gregson williams man outside of metal gear solid one i'm not even the hugest metal gear solid fan because uh whole reasons yeah. but um particularly shadow moses that yeah. theme is sick um of course Mega Man x has like storm eagle and all that stuff and one of my favorite songs in all video games, Dr. Wally Stage 2, baby. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, very, very. I think that's a classic. I think most people, when you hear you'll recognize it. Um, Koichi Sugiyama, the composer of uh, all the music for, uh, um, dang, what's, I can't even think of it right now, Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah. So all, Dragon Quest I mean, music. And they got him back for basically every game. Like He's been consistently on that series, and I love it. It is very, he is a very good orchestral composer. And it makes the game, I don't know. I've always liked Dragon Quest about as much as Final Fantasy. And it doesn't do as well here. No. I don't know. It does gangbusters in Japan. <laughs> yeah, but the music is dope. Um, I'm trying to think of other, that's pretty much it. Like Mario, of course, Zelda, I think has some of the yeah. most recognizable music. Zelda too. is incredibly yeah, recognizable. It does have themes. good music. I've never been a Zelda guy, but people play that all the time at work. Yeah. And I know it immediately when I hear it. All right? the songs on the uh, ocarina of course like that was all, I, oh yeah ocarina time yeah themes. i can remember pretty much everyone i could hum them like at any time the song of storms song of storms, stuck in my yes, head i love the song of storms speaking but, of humming along to a uh, legend of zelda tune john what about you i would say and this probably hasn't mentioned yet zelda the zelda <laughs> franchise so the whole really, thing really if you look at the original games going forward it just they keep adding more depth to the music and now you've got these Especially like Breath of the Wild and anything on the, the uh, even starting with the GameCube, you've got these four full orchestras doing remixes of the music or variations of the music. There's some original stuff, but it's just 
beautiful music, and especially the orchestra version of songs that you know. I love the Zelda music. Holy crap, Zelda's great. Um, Mario Brothers, and Mario Brothers 2, Mario Brothers 3. I mean, it changes, but it's got that, you know, it's got that, it's catchy. Yeah, and then then you got the more like, yeah, Super Mario Brothers 2, and then 3, and Super Mario World. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely different music, but it's got that, it gets caught in your head. Um, Mario Kart has great music. Uh, I mean, there's there's actually just tons of great games with great soundtracks. There's others. I'm leaving so many out. I'm just, but Zelda's my favorite by far. You know, I'm Zelda biased. I love Nintendo music so much that I love listening to those like 8-bit versions of like famous albums and songs. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? 8-bit music, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love that shit, right? So I think that one of the absolute, one of my favorites is, of course, Mario. Obviously, I love that stuff, but... You know, we got the dun dun dun. Here comes the do the Mario, right? But what about this one? You add lyrics to that. Well, that's from the the TV show. That's oh. from the Mario Brothers Let's Super Show. Let's do the Mario. Yeah. yeah, swing your arms from side to side. Is that yes, the one with the Captain Lou Albano? Was yes, the host? it is. Yeah, but the best Mario music for me is do 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah, the first dark do, level, do, do, wherever do, do, do. the underground level in the first one. Do, 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 then you know do, do, shit do, was do, getting do, serious, do, 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 do. especially yeah, when the music no sped up. You're like, oh shit. But the best piece of music ever done for a video game is dun 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 dun. That's when you're training in Mike Tyson's like, punch out. Is that punch out? That sounds, <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. It sounds like punch out. Punch but, out has great music. Is I that when you're running in like the 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 pink? Pink jumpsuit. Yeah, jumpsuit. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, on the, yep. he's on the bike behind you. Join the Nintendo Fun yep. Club today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. I also really love the music in the Mega Man games. And yeah. uh, there's that band. I don't remember what they're called. Power right? Glove. Power Glove. N- no, it's something else. They're, but they come. They even come to town a lot, and they they play that stuff while someone oh, will like, play through the crazy game. Crazy costumes. Uh, right? I oh know my god! What about. are they? It's I can't not... even remember their name right now. Mm. I, I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. Either. I know who you're talking about too. They're in a lot of. They're in a lot of the like pop culture shows and comic shows. Yeah. It's not like. Arm Cannon, is it? No. No. Okay. Oh man. We're I know what to, talking about. We'll too. look that up by the time they we get cool to second three. They have cool costumes. Yeah, they do, and uh, yeah, they're, that's just they do it. Yeah. Mega Man's got great games. Those those games piss me off, but I really like the music. I love the Mega Man. Castlevania's games. got great music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there. Oh, Friday Thirteenth has uh, cool music too. <laughs> yeah. The one, the which one? The one on the NES? Yeah, man. Not the new Friday Thirteenth. You no, haven't yeah, played. I've that never one. played that one. There was a multiplayer one out where somebody is randomly selected as Jason. By the way, yeah, you I heard kill about the that. counselors. You know, there's a video game. I mean, a board game like that called Last Friday. I hear it's really good. I bet my buddy Dylan's got it. I bet we could play it. Is Ice Cube in it? He's got the Jaws game. We should organize yeah. something and play. What there's that? a what Jaws it? game. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's oh, fun. I want to play it's, that. It's like the Thing game. One of you what? is the shark. There's a Thing game. You gotta too? play. It. Yeah, we played the Thing game. You John, played John it? has it. I have I've it. Never, it's amazing. It's a board game. I'm a board game yeah. guy. What? Come but this on. is all about the video thing games. game is great because somebody is the thing in your party. Oh, is it almost like like yeah. house on uh, yeah. betrayal? Yeah, betrayal yeah but, but then like some that person has to stand up in the middle of the game and go thing ring, do your thing. <laughs> That's not happening. Sweet. <laughs> so then we have uh, the, I would say the, I don't know what's the next gen era. The not first, the first bit. modern age. Yeah, you get into the two thousands. Well, it's technically it starts in ninety nine because you get the Dreamcast, and uh, the Dreamcast. Had some missteps, and then of course the piracy issue. So Sega, mm. Sega exits, becomes a publisher. The Dreamcast though was a phenomenal system. Um, Nintendo launches the GameCube. You got the PlayStation Two and the Xbox. And even though the GameCube and the Xbox did well, and the Dreamcast did okay, 
we can all agree the PlayStation 2 was really the dominant console of that era. Best-selling console of all time. 12 years of unmatched game production. And it so, was a DVD player that had exactly. so much to do with it, man. It did. A lot of people are like, oh, I can buy this and play DVDs. It worked DVDs. for the PS3, too, with the Blu-ray yeah, player. Yeah, with the Blu-ray. Yep. Well, not so much, because... Well, I bought I a PS3. 360 outsold the PlayStation 3. Okay, well, I bought a PS3 just because it was a Blu-ray, Blu-ray player. Yeah, but a lot of people did. You're right. Um, so, so then, th- speaking of that, so, you know, you have the Nintendo uh, Wii comes out. And then subsequently the Wii U, but then you got the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. The uh, the Wii actually sells 103 million consoles despite being the weaker of the three because of the motion controls. And they still had the platforms. I mean, Do they still own those those IP, that IP. One of the things in the narrative of the story that you're telling tonight, John, about video games is that it always appears as if Nintendo is technologically, or at least graphics-wise, is always behind, but they're always kind of a little bit ahead as far as, like, interactiveness with the games, right? So it seems like every time a new Nintendo system comes out, I hear people, like, you know, poo-pooing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like being like, oh, Nintendo is far behind. It's not going to be, you know, PS, whatever, PlayStation, Xbox, or whatever. Then Nintendo comes out, and, yeah, they have more simple games sometimes. We fit, right? You know, like, they're, they're trying different things, but Nintendo stays. They have that staying power. Yeah, I think what they've done is instead of taking Nintendo instead of taking Microsoft and Sony head-on, they've tried to go a different route. So the Wii was highly successful. The Wii U was not very successful. Not, yeah. I think it was also misadvertised. I think it really, people, I think people, there's people I talked to that didn't even know Wii U was a new console. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it should have been marketed with a different name. The Switch was a successor to that, which is both a home console and you can take it with you. It's good. The Switch has been highly successful, but I see a lot of people buying a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One and... A switch, mm-hmm. or my PC gamer friends, they built a brand new PC. They're playing high end games, and they have a switch to take with them. So Nintendo is really kind of bought out of going head to head and kind of taking another avenue. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that they've dominated the handheld market. So they had the Game Boy, highly successful. Yeah, we haven't really covered that too yeah, much. Yeah, really. despite they the fact that the Game Gear was a more powerful system, the Game Gear had shit battery life, and Nintendo had the secret up their up their sleeve called Tetris. Mm. Yeah, Tetris sold a lot of goddamn systems. Remember, it came packed with the system. Yeah, dude, dude, the Game Boy was amazing. The the remember the Game Boy uh the picture or whatever where you could like take a little pictures. printer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh camera. man, yeah. it did have a printer too eventually. Yeah, yeah. A camera yeah. and a printer. And then of course they did Game Boy Advance. That Mario yeah, the Game Kart Boy was Color, amazing. Game Boy Color. Yeah, then was... the Virtual Boy. Oh, the Virtual Boy. There was Boy. one misstep Oof. in Nintendo's history. Headache no, but inducer. That, yeah, but it's still badass. That they had like yeah. a Wario World game or something on it. Yeah. It was awesome. And then the Game Boy Advance, which did was really successful. Then the then uh, surprisingly they dropped the Game Boy name to focus on the DS, which people are like, why would you drop a good friend a name an IP that everybody knows? Well, the DS was highly successful. Yeah. And again, we come to the fact that the DS versus Sony gets into the handheld market. Sega learned the hard way that it wasn't something was it to the fuck PSP with. or whatever. Yeah, the PSP, and yet the DS outsold it. Despite right. it, the PSP being more powerful, the PSP was fine, yeah. but and it did tiny not. Little disc. It could, Remember the yeah. tiny little yeah, it disc? was weird. And also, you know, people forget the Neo Geo Pocket Color that came yeah. out around that time. Oh, the Neo Geo Pocket Color it did come to the states. It didn't get a very good foothold in the states because you also had the Bandai Wonderswan came out, but that never came to the states. So other people went and tried to tried to play in that field, but Nintendo has dominated that market. You know, the DS. I used to play Brain Age 
all the fucking time, man. The British games were great. Yeah, they were great. And they were good for your brain. See, and that's Nintendo's always actually trying to do... Yeah. Maybe that's just Japanese culture. They're being creative. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's innovation over trying to compete with power. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, like the yeah. cardboard shit or whatever that, that yeah. shit was. Like, oh, the, the shit labos? they just recently... Yeah. Labos, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, but I don't, out. But I expect that from Nintendo to do something crazy every once in a while. Yeah. It, the, it, the key is not to bet the farm on it. <laughs> I, think, I, I think what really ha- increases Nintendo's staying power is that they're really just pivoting completely to family-based gaming and not really trying to do adult games. Like that's why the Wii was so successful is because you had like Wii Fit and like a ton of like family-friendly games, and then and then still like their what their most adult games are like Legend of Zelda. Yeah, you know, I, they're kind of like the Disney of the video game. But yeah. they, they've tried to shake that because the Switch has Resident Evil. The Switch has these franchises that you normally wouldn't they, associate. See, that's the thing. They're ports. That, yeah. But, but as far as like first party, and first party is really what sells the majority of consoles. But that's always like, but Switch is getting better with that as far as like getting different, a, yeah. a variety. But then Ben, you look at somebody. So, so you got the one out now, the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. and while the 360 was the dominant between the PlayStation, so, so Microsoft finally got ahead of the game and beat Nintendo, I'm sorry, beat uh, Sony, it's been the opposite way in this current gen. The PlayStation oh, 4 crushing. has been the dominant, although Microsoft has struggled in Japan where they're not, they don't really, they're not yeah. really in Japan. So the PlayStation 4 has been the dominant, and part of that is them not getting a foothold in Japan, but the other part was the overpriced, the, the, the Xbox One initially was too much money because of that goddamn camera, and that's what that they abandoned the Connect. Yeah, and that's what happened with the PS3 too. Because you, if you go back to like the E3 press conference, I think it was like, was it four hundred ninety nine US dollars? You just hear one incredibly loud groan in the in the crowd, and that's why it was so expensive when it came out. It could like it recovered later just because of the sheer strength of the games, but yeah. it's still like the least selling of all the Sony home consoles. Was the PS3? Was the PS3. Wow. Yeah. yeah PS4 was like... PS2 was huge. Wow. It's PS3, the only PlayStation so console I've ever owned. Yeah. Wow. That, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, PS1 is a top five home console. PS, I can dig that. PS4 is definitely... Uh, PS2 is the best-selling overall console, console, handheld included of all time. Wow. I think Switch will probably... If anything's going to overpass that, I think that, it'll, it'll be top Switch. five. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I, think, Switch I think it'll pass Wii. Ridiculously well. The Switch, uh, the Switch is... Because you got a home console, if you want it to be a home console, even though it may not be as powerful as the Xbox or the PlayStation 4. No. But it does a very good job at some of the, like, play the Doom port. I'd say that's 90% as good as the Xbox and PlayStation counterpart. From a developer, though, if you're making for the Xbox or the PlayStation 4, similar architecture, it's easy to port. Yeah. But if you go to the Switch... It uses NVIDIA Integra instead of AMD. It's a completely different platform. The the problem that I think some people would have is because when when it's when it's docked, it has a higher resolution and looks looks better. And 1080p. then when it, it runs at a yeah overclocks. Yeah, and then when it uh when it takes off, I think that's harder for people to just develop for because you need it to keep the same kind of like graphical integrity because it's like oh it's it's going to look great and then it, it has to survive a drop. Well, Nintendo apparently figured it out. Of course, it's their own console. Yeah, that's. I mean, what, look at the shit. Yeah. The best shit that came out of the '64 was developed in house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They've always been able to get the most out of their their hardware. So the Switch has been successful. Yeah, the the PlayStation is doing extremely well. Um, the Xbox does well. I think the other issue is Microsoft has a divided market because they're like, "Hey, here's the new Killer Instinct," and be like, "Oh, good, a good exclusive." And like, it's also going to be on the PC because they don't want to alienate their PC people because they're that's, Microsoft. Yeah. That's their bread and butter. 
Really, it's not the Xbox division. I really hate this PC culture. Uh, it really, Microsoft has to cater to those people. And honestly, the game I wanted on the PlayStation 4 the most, I almost bought a PlayStation 4. They're like, oh, it's coming out for the PC. So I don't even have a PlayStation 4 because Street Fighter Five mm-hmm. is also on the PC. Now, there are a couple of exclusive games I'm interested in, including, including Spider-Man. But I've got such a backlog now between the Switch and the PC and the Xbox that I, you know, I'll probably still pick up a PlayStation 4 at one point. I, I really like exclusives have kept Sony head and shoulders above. That's why they sell it. It's like, because you're yeah. talking about like yeah. the Metal Gear Solids. Uh, Gran Turismo is always a huge yeah. seller whenever one comes out. Was the uh, uh, Xbox just has Forza, not as good. The Forza yeah. series was is Was Street phenomenal. Fighter 4 a PS3 exclusive? No, it was on, Street Fighter okay. 4 was on the 360, the PC, and the, okay. and the PlayStation 3. Okay, but the new one is an exclusive. It's, yeah, PS4 and PC. Wow. I remember yeah. I, I only had a, piece, a PS3 for like a little bit, but I loved MLB The Show. And oh, it was yeah. a PlayStation it's the, it's, exclusive. It's the like, best yeah. baseball video game. It, it, it's it's made why by, I want to get a yeah. PS4. I, I think they own the company so that makes the game. I think that's the division yeah. of Sony. See, yeah. that, that's what it was like. Things like that, like uh, God of War always sell, sells well. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Anything by Naughty Dog, Uncharted, Last of yeah, Us doesn't, is always... Do they own, does Sony own Naughty Dog? They might I, own I th- it. I'm pretty sure they de- they're definitely have a stake in them in there because I, I count it like whenever a uncharted game or a naughty dog game at all there's always like a, a standard leap in graphics because uncharted one was incredible and then uncharted two came out and it was like game of the year like incredible and then it, they keep raising the bar and everyone catches up i love it's one of my favorite i'm uh, assuming two of your first party you probably have um access to assets that other oh i'm sure yeah. third, third parties don't have that's why I'll, that's why i like nintendo games will always be good especially like first party like those franchises mario zelda they're always going to, going to be incredible because they are nintendo's bread and butter they understand this they're going to put the most amount of resources in beating them and with very rare exceptions they're all great like not good like great and they also have pokemon right that's a big deal for nintendo's success yeah nintendo too, right? owns stock in the game freak game freak in the was it game freak or the pokemon franchise so game freak is the developer yeah and so I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, the, I thought the Pokemon company was an investment between Game Freak, who was a developer, and Nintendo. But anyway, they own exclusive rights to it. Yeah. So so it's going to be a Nintendo exclusive thing forever. I don't think Nintendo's going to relinquish that. But Game Freak also gets, I mean, the Pokemon company makes just as much money off of, it's actually the most successful franchise of all time. Do you guys know that? More than Star oh, Wars. Yeah. Well, Pokemon Go, even yeah, if you include that. you got that. Pokemon Go, you've got the card games. Fuck it, I played Pokemon Go, you have, shit. You have the movies, you have the TV show. Ooh, that movie's actually good. action figures and plushies. TV show, You have the Nintendo like. games. <laughs> yeah, it's the most successful franchise of all time. It makes Star They're Wars fucking look, adorable, yeah. man. Yeah. The only thing cuter than Pokemon is Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Who was actually a Pokemon. You'll learn it later on. When, they, even, when the Mandalorian pulls him into that it's Pokemon the early ball, evolution. he catches them. Catches them. So, uh, yeah, so uh, what are you guys playing right now? Is my, Before we cut to a break, because we're going to take a break here and then come back to our top five, which is the meat and potatoes of the show. I was just curious what you guys are playing now. If you're, you said you're, you're PC gamers, you're current gamers, current consoles. Robbie's so much old school. But what are you playing now, Drew? I, uh, on PS4, I'm playing through uh, Bloodstained. Uh, it's, the, it's the new Castlevania made by the, 
by the original creator of Castlevania. Iga. But it's not. But it's not technically. It's not. It's not, it's not, it's not actually Konami. It's not part of that. But it's because done Konami just kind of like gave up on video game production, <laughs> much to their dismay, much to our dismay, because they own a bunch of incredible franchises. Yeah. Uh, there's Death Stranding, uh, the new Kojima game. Uh, the guy from Metal Gear. Yes. Which had a falling out with Konami. <laughs> yes. Which accelerated Konami's just like we give up. Uh, Monster Hunter World, uh, the expansion Iceborne, which is Cap- Capcom's far and away like biggest success as, as far as sales and everything. They they are keeping Cap- Capcom af- afloat. We could do a whole. We we're talking about this earlier. Capcom is like the definitive third party. Like we could do a whole thing on just Capcom because of Resident Evil, Mega Man, Ace Attorney, uh, Monster Hunter, the Marvel Street fighting Fighter, games, man, yeah. the Marvel fighting games like Capcom. Is is the only one that's been around since the eighties that's cry. still doing yeah they're still doing exceptionally well and still has properties that are out there and selling a lot of companies either have gone under or they haven't introduced new IPs yeah they give they up, got acquired man. Capcom's doing really well the only time Capcom has had financial issues a couple of years ago they made some bad land investments <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they bought some land and it didn't work out they bought Otisburg they're trying to otherwise, be land barons in yeah. the field otherwise they've been doing pretty well and they've got they've got some now obviously new IPs but they've reinvented some IPs apparently they're going to bring Mega Man back the new Street Fighter 5 is phenomenal by the way and so is the new Monster Hunter what are you playing Jeremy right now okay you got so the new Pokemon right I got the new Pokemon yep. I, I got Sword Man and I I've been playing the crap out of that right now. People complained that they felt like it wasn't as big as the previous. I will so say, do you feel like they've cut stuff out? What about if I was new and never played it? Because I was tempted to pick it up. You, you think I would enjoy it? Oh, if you're new, you would love it. Um, I will say there are some issues I've noticed. Like, there's some stuff where I can definitely tell they're trying to meet the November deadline that Nintendo always does yeah. with Pokemon games. Because there's like, there are certain transitions I feel like could have had some like more meat and potatoes between them. But overall, the game is excellent. Um. It has like a new area called the wild area where you can kind of uh, basically raid battle. So you battle with people locally and over the internet. These giant monsters, these giant Pokemon. The online play is something that's really improved. It's fun. Uh, um, I'm also playing. I'm trying to finish uh, Dragon Quest uh, 14. 11. Uh, 11. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was I mean, about I to say. Like, 14. I was about what say, are you oh, playing? You in the future, my guy. <laughs> yeah, on PS4. Uh, okay. uh, I don't know why. I'm just like. I love the Dragon Quest series, but this game is big. I, ha- like, I have it. I have game. it on Switch, and I I'm dreading getting fully into it because I, I know got, it's a whole. I got about eighty hours on this game right Ooh. now. Um, it's a lot. Um, I'm also playing. I'm back on my bullshit. I'm playing World of Warcraft Classic. Oh, <laughs> I know. I said I wouldn't. That's a whole another thing. Alicia's playing that man. I know. I was like, damn it. I- I'm not playing it like hardcore like I was doing back when I was younger and ruining yeah. my life, but I played for like a couple of hours. A day, I've maybe. played original. I've played classic. I'm writing for Cherry. Cherry yeah. World of Warcraft, vanilla, diet. vanilla, vanilla Warcraft, wow, vanilla. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, the cinnamon, the cinnamon Warcraft, pretty decent. Yeah, cinnamon I heard Warcraft. it's a little bit, Holiday. like a little bit spicy. I'm, it is. I'm also playing uh, for you. It would be. I'm playing. Jesus, you're, what else are you playing? Battle Chasers Night War, which is a game. Did that you get was it on created. the Switch? I got it on Switch. You it's got cre- Switch version, okay? It's created. Fuck by, Battle Chasers. Oh, you, you don't get like out of here, Robbie. You don't like the comic? I just don't like Joe Maddy. I love Joe Mad, man. I like his style of drawing. Fuck that guy. He betrayed comics. I mean, for video games, he, yeah, his games are good though, and he still maintains. Did he also the style. do the Darksiders series? Is that the, his company? He did but some yes. of the art for it, right? Yeah, he did the character designs. Yeah. Darkstalkers is cool, man. Yeah, no, Darksiders. Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers is a different game. Yeah, oh, different he did game. art for Darkstalkers though. 
I think really? he might have for the comic, but not uh, for the original. Maybe for the comic, yeah, then. No. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I think... <laughs> Jesus. Don't tell us how you really... God damn really hates Joe Mad here. Yeah, fucking he Natter Days, him. man. Uh, um, Joe Mad <laughs> makes me fucking mad. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think that's it for the games I'm playing right now. Um, Are you playing anything right now, Robbie? Did like you say you well, got like a... Me and Brooks are going through the Castlevania shit. Oh, okay. But, uh, Which what, one? What, uh, the, we went through the first one, and, and then we're, gonna, we're going straight through them. All of them. Well... The first Let three, me know how least, you like right? X. X is the one, Dracula something, right? Yeah, it's just okay. called Dracula. Symphony okay. of the Night is the best. That is the best one. Okay, easy. okay. But I do want to point out, though, we, we briefly touched GameCube, Mario Party. All oh, the yeah, Mario Parties on GameCube are badass. And the Dreamcast is one of the most underrated and underappreciated systems And it's out also there. a very good-looking console. Soul Calibur. The PlayStation 2 looked like a goddamn VCR. Crazy Taxi. Now, they <laughs> wow. have a Dreamcast shitty controller, sex- dude. Crazy Taxi. They have a shitty-ass controller. Dreamcast? Yeah, Dreamcast has a no, shitty ass. The, VMU was, the VMU was amazing. If you were playing C-Man or whatever the fuck, but like... <laughs> <laughs> it was the most awkward, clunky ass fucking uh, controller. The was it needed another analog stick, but it was a great controller. Nah. The the quick thing, like <laughs> I, our our Christmas, uh, my brother Kevin, uh, close it, we're two years apart. He wanted the GameCube for Christmas, and I wanted the PS2. And for the first time in like my family's history, my dad bought us two fucking Holy consoles. Shit. We were shocked that we each got what we wanted. Wow. Now wow. here's the thing. I don't think Kevin anticipated like the range of games that he that the PS2 was going to have because he'd like be in the corner like maybe playing like Smash Brothers or some some whatever on on the GameCube and he'd look over and I'm just enjoying this incredible cinematic experience on Metal Gear Solid 2, Final Fantasy 10 like he, and like he just like starts slowly just creeping back over to, to watch and play the PS2 and like that GameCube sat abandoned a lot of times. Twin Snakes was amazing. I'm a shill for the Dreamcast. I'm not going to lie. That I is, love me some games. That is one of the best consoles ever to me i don't Dreamcast care what i love underrated. you can say what you want the problem is that sega did not market it well like nobody knew what the hell the it Dreamcast was, was. It was too much it competition i yeah. think the biggest man. things i think were piracy oh man you could burn yeah, a game for you, like, it i remember that people used yeah. to be like like here uh, i'll just burn it for you i'm like yeah. you can do the that issues <laughs> i had a whole disc case of them i remember telling someone like can you burn me mario and piracy like, no, and the other work that the way. other issue was that people when they were looking at the two the PlayStation and because the 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 GameCube wasn't out at the time. Was the Dreamcast the more expensive? No, the Dreamcast was cheaper. But they're like, well, I'm getting a DVD player with the PS2. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, that was the big had it had DVD. But so the Dreamcast that, had online play, and <laughs> Soul Damn Caliber. And the Dreamcast Soul had a bunch of great games. The Dreamcast was great. <laughs> Fantasy Star Online was one of the one of my yeah. favorite games. Sega went out with, with so a damn bang. Y'all, y'all do not sleep on Crazy Taxi. Oh, that yeah. game Dude, is so Dude, music good. by the oh, Offspring, yeah. bro. It's, it's better. It's so great. It's better on the Dreamcast than it is in the arcade, man. And yeah. that's not something I usually say about games. Remember they had that Simpsons knockoff where you had to drive around Springfield, but it's just rip off a of Crazy Taxi? Yes, yes. Right? I do. Yeah. Simpsons is hit and run. Re- yeah, hit and run. That's what it, I and it was. it's just Crazy Taxi. But was missing something important. Crashing and The bashing. goddamn offspring. Yeah, it was missing the offspring. And all those crazy, the dude that would be like, crashing and bashing. Oh, dude. Yes. I remember playing the shit out of that. Boozing and losing. At Walmart, no, because it was in the lobby. It was in that when you first walk in. Yeah. One of the Walmarts, it was there, and I played so much, so much oh, goddamn loved money. It. Loved it. I also remember camping out at that Walmart to get my Dreamcast. Speaking of camping out, what are you camping out in your house watching right, playing right now? <laughs> what? what are you playing? I'm playing... Uh, the new modern, the new Call of Duty, which is Modern Warfare, um, it's okay. They need to the map designs are shit, <laughs> and they need to nerf. Like you shouldn't be able to snop, snipe somebody with a fucking shotgun. I've heard about that. They need to fix. Yo, that's awesome. They need to fix the guns. 
You can tell, though, that majority of those guys jumped ship and went to their new studio, which is Respawn, who made the Titanfall games and made Apex Legends. You can tell yeah. that the, the characters felt more lethargic. Um, there's a, The game's changed, and it plays more like Battlefield. There's, in fact, a mode with 32 versus 32, and you have multiple flags that plays it. And there's vehicles. It's fucking Battlefield. I, that's insane. That is me, Battlefield. Man. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do like the fact that it's cross-play. I'm only playing it because I have some friends that play it. Um, I'm I can we play objective based and I maybe I, I can die and I'm not good at shooting people, but I can play that objective. The other game I'm playing right now is Street Fighter Five, and I'm playing on the PC because I don't have a, a PlayStation. But uh, well, arcade get, edition's you, out you, now. When you get your arcade set up, right? Like let, I want to play. Yeah, it. I should really? have it done in a couple of weeks. Championship editions. They just announced championship editions coming out next year. Well, fuck Christmas this year. So, that's what we're doing. Yeah, let's play some Street Fighter. Yeah, let's do it. New Street Fighter Five is phenomenal. There's a lot of haters. Shit's amazing. Shit's amazing. And you're not playing anything at the moment. Like I said, me and Brooks oh, are going through Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> We've already talked about it. Sorry, I've had a few. Uh, me and Alicia played uh, Super or uh, Mario Kart Wii the other day. Oh, hell I love yeah. some Mario Kart, man. Me and Alicia still play because I don't. The the most current console I have is the Wii. So you play it on the Wii. So we yeah we still do. One of my favorites, I think, is underrated, is Double Dash on the GameCube. Remember, you could have two. Two vehicle, two people in the vehicle. I, I never had a GameCube. I remember having the little Koopa Troop on the back. He turns, he's on the back and he's throwing shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, Double Dash was amazing. I well, I used to live with my homie David Gillespie, and uh, he had a GameCube, but we would all just play Mario Party all the time. Mario Party we, was huge. We man. would all get drunk and play Mario Party, and it was just great. Mario Party is a great doing that. Yeah, <laughs> for well, for fuck, invite me, goddamn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do it. At oh, we should put that shit on the projector, man. Yeah, 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 yeah I got it on my Switch, man. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and talk about our favorite video games, our top five, and we're going to reach out to the social media. I think Robbie asked some people your favorite games. We come back. I'm Pop Culture Philosophers. Welcome back to Pop Culture Philosophers. We're talking about video games, and we're going to get into our top five. But first, I think, Robbie, I think you reached out to the old social media. I think you asked them their favorite games. You I'm know, kind I of did. interested to hear what they say. Well, this has been the most outstanding response we've had to one of these PCP podcast questions. A lot of gamers out there. There's a lot of them. So let's just see what we can get through. Um, this is all from the PC. Join us over. It's the official Pop Culture Philosophers Facebook group. Me, Jeremy, and Drew are there. Justin's there. Jelani's there. Um, Brooks and John are not there because they're smarter than the rest of us and they're not <laughs> on social media. Hermineo Reyes, who won the 4,000 uh, subscribers contest, the oh, 4K yeah. giveaway. He says Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Jesus Cortez says Knights of the Old Republic, the original Xbox. Mm. Um, Brian Alman said, who, the winner of the 5K giveaway, actually, said Super Street Fighter 2. Brian Weaver said Metal Gear. Matt says, definitely Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Chris Polk says Marvel vs. Capcom. Tyler Griffin said the original Knights of the Old Republic. Wow. It's a great game. Yeah, it's, it is phenomenal. <laughs> James Donahoe said the Legends of Zelda um, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. Ocarina of Time. I'm just going to say O-O-O-T. O-squared no T. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Comics Miss Explained said, not sure if he wants to really 
have a favorite, but he wants to give a shout out to Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, Streets of Rage 2, and Incredible Crisis. Lucas Ward said, I played Crisis four times. I just loved it so much. Kenny Jardin said, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nathan Huddleston, one of my homies uh, from work, says Legend of Zelda. Just the franchise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, great choice. Like Br- the guy. Maybe the first one. Brian King of King of Kings Beard Club, who provides, by the way, my beard oil. <laughs> and it's luscious. Check him out. He says the entire Street Fighter series. Liam says tough call between Metal Gear Solid and Fallout 3. Michael Mikowski said Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Uther Lane, I'm voting Super Metroid here. Um, where Ross says Mario Kart. Lindsay says Super Mario Sunshine. Jason said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Mm. Dude, Turtles in Time is so much fun. That's fun, man. Kevin says Baldur's Gate. Dylan says Castlevania Dracula X. Christopher says As Sad As This Will Sound, I'm going to go with GTA, GTAV, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay. Most recent one. I, did, yeah. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm so yeah. old. Right? <laughs> or Assassin's Creed. Okay. Um, Copia Lane says it always changes, but right now I think it's probably Dark Souls. Jeremy Haybro says Zelda Link to the Past. Mike the Voice Matthews, Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, that's a good. That's a very Mike pick. Adam says Diablo Two. Paul says Blaster Master from the Nintendo. Tommy says Mega Man Two. Will Priest says Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Iram says God of War, Ghosts of Sparta. And Metroid Zero Mission. This There's a lot. Scott says Final Fantasy. That's four. Final Fantasy four. Joey says Metal 3. Roswell says Turtles in Time. Gene, Metal Gear Solid 4. Joseph, COD Zombies. Does that mean Call of Duty? Yeah, Call yeah. of Duty has a zombie <laughs> mode. <laughs> oh, this is tons of fun. Good old Bobby. We know Bobby says The Binding of Isaac. That sounds... That's an interesting title. It's an yeah. indie game. It's really good. Yeah. Declan says Fallout 4 gets a lot of crap, but I find it extremely replayable. Todd says, ooh, so many to choose from. I'd say Mario 64 or GoldenEye. Wow, okay. Yeah, I like He's the a way 64 you think. guy. Timothy Gorman, our friend yeah. down in Florida now, says GTA 5. All right. He's a Grand Theft Auto guy. And Rich Partain says Grim Fandingo. Oh, Grim Fandingo was made. LucasArts, back when LucasArts was a video game developer. That's some great stuff. Grim Fandingo is phenomenal. So that's some great... Great choices. Yeah, we I'm appreciate I'm surprised that. by the variety. And notice there were no like generic shooters on there. So I, I'm really surprised. There's some great stuff on there. Good. Thank you, guys. And thank you for uh, for chiming in and uh, helping give a little variety to the show because I was afraid that it was just going to be like everybody was going to say like the new Call of Duty or blah, blah, you know, generic I was surprised to get Turtles in Time a couple of times. Two times. Yeah, yeah that's kind of great. Even, great more, even, more, even more on my post I made. It's nuts. Yeah, it's so much and fun. There was a you lot a for that Knights of the Old Republic game. Yeah, there was it's a couple. Of, it's, it's phenomenal. Still, what system was that is on? Is it Bioware? So, yeah, Bioware. Bioware. The, the original, the original Xbox, and on your phone. Okay. It's great yeah. because it kind of almost has D and D three point five. Yeah, it. It, it's, it's legit. Like sick. it rolls dice. Yeah, it, and if you look at the man, wall, I'm gonna go back and play Knights of the Old Republic. Damn it's, it, it, talking it, about it. It has great characters, a great twist. It's outstanding. Yeah, it's it's a great game. It's, oh, cool. It's an RPG, but it's in the Star Wars. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't give a fuck, but that's cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Damn. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, if, you're, if you like RPGs or Star Wars, it ticks both boxes. I, I like one of those. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going to get to our the meat and potatoes of the show. Our top five in reverse order. If you can narrow it down, try to do game specific. I know that people are like, oh, Zelda's my favorite franchise or Street Fighter, but if you can do game specific, that would make me happy. And if someone does a uh, like honorable mention, I will punch them in the dick. I'm looking at you, Robbie. I'm look- I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> God damn it. 
Um, what did Rage Against the Machine say? <laughs> Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. It's, they did say true. that. It's true. <laughs> they did say that. <laughs> I'm actually going to start with Jeremy, of all people. I think you guys thought I was going to go with Drew, but I'm actually going to start with <laughs> Jeremy. If you can get it down to top five in reverse order, if you can get it down to top five, I think I have an idea of a, two of them, but I think you'll surprise me with the rest. Your top five, if you could, sir. Yep, this is really hard. I top five changes often because it's video games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm just, this is the first stuff that came to my head, basically. So number uh, bottom, so five, I guess. Yep. Pokemon Heart Gold. Um, there's some games I was hard-pressed to do this because I didn't know if like a series like that. I don't know. It felt weird, but I love it, so I don't care. Was that on the DS? Which console was that on? It Well, so Gold came out on... Um, it came out on... Was that Game Boy Game Color? Boy Advance. Okay, Advance. Okay. And uh, they remade it for DS. Okay. It's Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Those two. I got Gold. Um, Silver's good. Uh, I mean, it's basically the same game. You just yeah, yeah. Pokemon. Variation of the... The reason I like this one the most, though, is because of all Pokemon games, I think it has the most complex story. And also, you can basically play all the previous games in it. Like, you can revisit the islands and stuff. And you play... There's two playthroughs, effectively. Um, and it has one of the coolest of, I guess, Pokemon assortments for new Pokemon games. Uh, number four is The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Ah, oh. you knew this was coming somewhere. Yeah, and it would be on the list. Um, yeah, that's my favorite Zelda ever. I never even played Link of the Past. I never had that experience on through. I mean, I played a little bit because my buddy had it, but I never had that experience of like graduating up through Zelda games. I just came in on Ocarina and I loved it. Um. Great from, game. Yeah. Uh, for my age, I think I did pretty good because I didn't have to really use a game guide. And I know a lot of people that could not get through the Water Temple without a guide. Um, number three, or, wow. Yeah, you're number, number three. three is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, A New Age of Heroes. Nice. Dude, it was such a leap over the first Marvel vs. Capcom. And it's just, that seems to be everybody's favorite. Listen, Marvel. I'm a fighting games guy. I haven't played as much recently. I really want to get back into playing because there's a good scene here. Everybody should check in game scene if you can in Huntsville. No joke. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I'd like to get back into them, but MVC 2, I put so much time into. That is the one fighting game. I've played a lot of Soul Calibur 2 around that time too, but MVC 2, dude, I put so much practice into. I would lap hours playing this, like working on the Mags, Infinite's baby, um, Storm. She's a, she's a good bitch. <laughs> I get people. Uh, I get sick of people spamming with uh, what's his name, War Machine. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. No Iron Man, you mean? Iron. In my Sunday vest, Proton I was about, No, I was talking about War Machine. All right, so we're number number two now. Final Fantasy Six. Final Fantasy Six, amazing, great game. That so this came out in seven. It seems to be. I like seven, but people rate that so highly. Is that your favorite? I, I mean, I'm trying to spoil number one, but is that your favorite Final Fantasy game? That is my. There's a, it's my favorite Final Fantasy. So I came back on this because I didn't have it originally when it came out on uh, SNES. So I got it like at a pawn shop somewhere later on. And I played through and I was like, this is played seven before six. So going to, I don't know why, but I like this narrative more. I like the characters more because they're less sad. Better, <laughs> better, a better villain. Yeah, the villain. Oh my God, Kefka, man. Kefka is, Kefka is a, I wish I should have brought him up in the villains because that is a, Really good video game villain, actually. He wins. He actually wins. <laughs> yeah. The one villain in a video game to win is Kefka. Nobody can take that from him. Number one, probably a game I don't know if anybody's super heard of. Maybe if you love Dreamcast, but Gr- oh, uh, Grandia Grandia too. Such a great Do you see series. there's a Grandia collection coming out for the I know, Switch? I know. And you know what's crazy? I never played Grandia 1. I just came in on Glove Two Dream. is amazing. Yeah. So like Phoenix. 
Enix, yeah. This is before Square Enix merged. I'm, I'm an Enix fan. Like I said, I like Dragon Quest too, as well as the series. But yeah, I love Enix over Square all day. Yeah, I Enix has the best RPGs. Not, in not my for opinion. me, but yeah. I, I mean, Square has more well-known RPGs. I'll say that. But Enix has some that are more endearing. I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, Grandia too. I'll, again, I said I'm a shill for the Dreamcast for a reason. I love the Dreamcast, but yeah. I love Grandia too, and it's on the Grandia Dreamcast. Grandia two is amazing. I'll give you that one, man. Holy shit! Unfortunately, one of my favorite characters in the game does die. Spoilers, Merrick, the, cool, the coolest beast man ever. He's just like I'm dead. He dies heroically though. I shout shout out to it, and people should pick it up. And like I said, there's a collection coming out. It might be coming to multiple systems, but I know specifically it's coming to the Switch. A Grandia collection. The Grandia series is amazing. Enix. Who I think might be the number one selling RPG company in Japan. I think because the Dragon Dragon, uh, Quest. Dragon Quest series keep selling, man. Yeah, Enix is huge, but of course they have merged. And they have the Square MMO Soft. over there, so MMO money. Yeah, yeah. there's that oh, that damn MMO money. Okay, well, Drew, if you can narrow it down, that's a great top five, by the way. Thank you. If you can narrow it down to five games, top, top five. Uh, number five is The Witcher Three. Oh, it, great the, game. The it's probably the it's the most recent game. What'd you uh, play it on the PlayStation? Yeah, PS4. Because visually it's stunning. Yeah, I, I I came into it late. I got the complete. Oh yeah. The uh, it's a huge game, especially when you include uh, the expansions. But Geralt of Rivia is such a great character because he's first and foremost a monster slayer. But Witcher Three, like you're trying to get trying to track and get back the closest thing he has to a daughter. And it brings back a ton of great characters. The level design, especially when you're basically world hopping through like different dimensions near the end of the game, is inc- the fighting. If you do not prepare, because the big thing about the Witcher is like the monsters will cure ass if you're not prepared. You have to study them, figure out what they're weak to specifically, what their tactics are. Like if you try and fight like a griffin and you're not prepared, you're just gonna get <laughs> slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what made it challenging. But that one's an outstanding game. It's on all platforms now, including the Switch and PC. Yeah. And I highly, highly recommend it. For Anything it CD Projekt Red, they're making Cyberpunk 2077. Looks That's amazing. It. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, four. I have The Last of Us by Naughty Dog. Th- that came out at the very end of the PS3 generation, and it pushed PS3 sales so much. To- like that really saved that generation. And they did re-release it for the four, like a special edition. They yeah, they cleaned the up the textures a little yeah. bit, and it was already like a, an incredibly stunning game. But the opening to that game is one of the saddest things because it's basically you're watching the the start of not technically a zombie, but like a viral apocalypse because it's they take a a real fungus that exists in the world, cordyceps, and it basically makes ants into like zombies to spread the virus. They basically make it so what if that jumped to humans? And you're trying to escape with your daughter and by the end of it, like a stray bullet from a cop that's trying to keep you like contained and it hits your daughter and you have to watch her like bleed out. It's so incredibly sad. And that's what I've made uh, family members and other people. One of my friends who like whenever he's like Xbox fanboy, like always gets mad when when a good game comes out for PlayStation, he watched an entire stream of the game. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like I cannot imagine like watching 18 hours of it just straight and it's like I refuse to get this console but I must watch this game but that that one is 
one of the more impactful because it was graphically stunning. It had moral questions at the very end. Would you do this for, for someone that you love? Basically betray humanity. I honestly think it's the best game on the PS3. Oh, buy it, yeah. And then, yeah. of course, it being re-released is, you know, on the PlayStation 4. Like, it still sells. Why not pick it up? I say if you got a PS4, PS3, it's got to be in your collection. Yeah, not, Naughty Dog is still, like, that's still why one they're one of the favorite developers ever. And at three, I have Xenogears, which is probably one of the more obscure games we're definitely going to have on this. But it was made by Square. Uh, it was a mix, and it's like it had mecha it had uh anime cutscenes, and out of nowhere it had nietzschean philosophy was it made by square or was it published by square it was made by square okay yeah and i ordered it from like squaresoft.com it was actually my first online purchase because eb game didn't have it so i had to order it i was gonna say monolith had monolith has the xeno saga series now yeah they have they have it it's it's a bunch of the same team from that okay I bought that game from Software Etc. back in Madison Square Mall when that was a thing. Yeah. Software, did you play? Did you play two yeah. or or Xena? Xeno, Xeno Saga is like very tangently related, yeah. but like Xeno Gears, like you watch the beginning and you, like you basically see like a spaceship in the middle in the middle of something goes wrong and it crashes onto this world and that's basically of, of God in that in that universe and then you face like. It's like, yes, we will destroy God because that is our destiny. And my favorite section of the entire game, uh, this guy in in a mech uh, comes up and just like starts beating the shit out of everybody. He's uh, and he's his name is Id, and he's literally the Id of the main character. And he gets a like a giant like sand battleship like dropped on him, and he's like, "Ha ha, we did it!" And then you just see the the, the battleship just start rising out of, out of the ground, and just see it like bending at the ends, and he just says like, "That was cute," and just slides it onto like the the guy who dropped it on him, and looking up like, "Oh God." It's such a nuts game. Uh, two Mega Man X. Oh, X is amazing. The music, the music the fucking, level, those B like helicopter things. Yeah, the very beginning. Yeah, music level design, just like that's something like I could pop in and play any get any day. It's difficult. Like, it's a challenge. Like there, it's challenging enough. But like I, I know where everything is. Like it had, it had hidden secrets to, that you could find. Like finding uh one, I think it's the helmet upgrade. Uh, where you have to like jump and like barely land and like uh get uh, climb up a, a few blocks like the platforming it is it can be very challenging, but like it, it's short enough to where you can just pl- uh, pop it in and, and play it in like a day. But it's so much fun. And that was the franchise that or the series introduced Mega Man Zero as well. Yes, zero, and, and that was the that was the whole thing. Like somebody goes into it, and it's like this guy shows up at the very beginning. He's like, guess what? You're not that cool. You're not as good as me, but you can be. And he's like, that's when it was like, that was the big thing. It's like, you want to be as fucking awesome as Zero. Zero's a badass. Yeah, yeah he is. And your hey, number one. Mass Effect 2. Oh, I was going to do a drum roll, but you beat me. No, <laughs> no Ma- Mass Effect 2. I, I, I will, rem- I, I, I will, it's one of those moments in time I'll remember when I saw like the Mass Effect 2 trailer. It was like the NFC, because this was, this was a huge thing why you could tell it was going to be a huge game. They played it at halftime with like the same special introduction that they do for like the Star Wars trailer. They played it in the halftime of the NFC Championship game the year it came out. And they're like, oh, Mass Effect 2. And then incredible, like one of my best trailer, my probably my favorite trailer ever, like 
music from Two Steps from Hell, and it was in the entire game was like your character's been resurrected to try and figure out why humans are being abducted and like taken off into like a different section of the galaxy, and you have to form a crew and from people of like morally ambiguous uh people like mercenaries like killers everything and they have to you have to convince them to basically go on a suicide mission to try and save these people and to stop them from doing it. and there's so many incredible moments and and because it has like a a morality system you can go in and out like you can play replay it so many times and make so many different decisions it, it it's incredible it's like, incredible graphically it looks great yeah it, and it really is you're right that you can really you get a lot of choices and it really does affect who your character is it the, defines your yeah the, on the actual suicide mission if you do like one a couple conversations wrong or like you don't earn the loyalty of that party member like he's gonna die like and and it carried over into uh, into the other game like in mass effect 3 it's like that guy's just not in the game man <laughs> And it, that's why it had real consequences. Yeah, it was a great game, the, uh, the Mass Effect series, Andromeda. But anyway, <laughs> um, for the most part, a great series. That's yeah. a great top five. I wish and I would have got more Mass into Effect Mass Effect. Effect. Yeah. You can still can. I mean, get, go pick them up. I think there's a collection, isn't there? I thought they released a collection that I'm was sh- the I'm first. Sure they, I'm sure they did. I don't think yeah, it had Andromeda. I think it had the first three on it. The but. first one, the first one's harder to play, but they made they made actually Dark Horse made like an interactive comic to uh, and that's Bioware, going, right? Who did the yeah. Knights of the Old Republic games? Yes, and they also made that one. Robbie, your top five. You can get it down to top five. I think yours would be mostly be classic games. It just might be. I would be wouldn't be surprised if there was a Mario game on there, or well, I'll tell maybe you even Pitfall. I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Oh, you son of a bitch! I will cut you. We bowling. Because I'm really good at it. Oh, you I know. thought you said we bowling after this. Like, we're going to go bowling. <laughs> yeah, we bowling. <laughs> uh, no, it's the only 300 I've ever thrown has been in that game multiple times. Impressive. Anyway, and, and any Mario Kart game. Oh, it does yeah. not matter. It's so system. much, especially a group. I love, I play the single player and it's fun, yeah. but when you get a group together, one of the best games. Fantastic stuff. Um, my number five from 1980, Missile Command. I love this game so much. Yeah, it was one of my f- the the first games I ever played. Got super into, and I absolutely love it. I still play it today, and I'm pretty fucking good. <laughs> okay, bragging rights. Does that help you with the ladies? Like, hey guys, uh, yeah. How do you think I yeah. got Alicia? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so number four is Super Street Fighter Two from 1993. The new challengers. The new challengers is phenomenal. Fei Long. Yeah. DJ. Cami. And T Bird. T Hawk. T-Hawk. T-Bird. <laughs> Thunderbird. T-Bird. What's up, Thunderbird? What's the word? Yeah, T-Bird. Oh, challenges is great. It doesn't matter. I never played him. He sucked. But uh, no, it was great. It was the first time where they really started expanding out the characters beyond what were, what were in the original Street Fighter 2. And yeah. we were talking about all the Street Fighter stuff. And it's funny to me that Street Fighter 2 was a brand itself. Yeah, it wasn't just, just a Street game. Fighter. They did multiple because the yeah. Street Fighter, it Street took Fighter two, for three to come out. Yeah, Street Fighter <laughs> and Street Fighter two are completely different. Yeah, three's games, not very good. And though, then is it? there's versions. They might have done. They might have called it Street Fighter two and then Street Fighter three, but really it was Street Fighter two. They did like four different versions. Yeah, but the new challengers is a phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's probably version. one of my favorites. Maybe the Turbo one's better. Maybe, but whatever. That's Super Nintendo was my preferred method to play okay. that game. Um, number three, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out from 1987. We talked about this on the Nintendo podcast. The three of us were on there. Drew wasn't on that yeah. one. Mm. Nintendo had eventually a falling out 
with Mike Tyson. Yeah, and they, they replaced him with Mr. Dream. Yeah, and it was just called Punch Out. Still but just original, as fucking hard. Yeah, man. I played the shit out of that, man, with King Hippo and all them. Yeah, I love that game. It's yeah. still something I play to this day. In fact, every game that I'm mentioning is something I play to this day. Soda Popinski? Is he, oh, is Soda Popinski. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's a pain in the ass. Yeah. You got, he's got a weird pattern to him, but yeah, yeah I love it. Number two is Super Mario Brothers 3 from Very 1988. Good. Kind of NES. But 90. Yeah, because I was researching this today, and apparently it was developed in Japan for 1988, right? Like this is right after Mario 2, but it didn't get released into the uh, the American market until 1990, which was the year the Super Mario World came out. And well, so, not like, in the U.S. though, but not okay. So Super Mario World came out a little bit later, like 92. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't have Super Nintendo. Okay, yet. but apparently there was a shortage on like ROM drives or something. Like, do you know about that? Like, do you the, know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, for like, the manufacturing of the cartridges. Yeah, and so they that's what delayed Super Mario 3 or whatever. Anyway, 3 is amazing. I, I It's considered one of the best games of all time, and I'm right there. Like, do you know I what movie it. it was introduced in before it was even on the markets? Uh, the Wizard. Yes, it was The Wizard. And yeah. they paid Nintendo to have that in there. Yeah, they made a big deal out of it. and I, it just, That game was amazing. But what all, as much as people laud and applaud Mario 3... That to me is all a setup for my number one favorite game of all time, and that's Super Mario World. Holy shit! I knew that was World. Coming. Yeah. yeah, you liked it better than three. And World's yes. great, but you like it better than three. Yes. So you prefer the cape over the, the tail and the ears? I do. I mean, I like all the, no the different suit. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like all that stuff, right? But Super Mario World to me, the the way it looks, the animation, I I don't think a year John has gone in my life where I have not played that game since it came out. Are you only picking them that as number one because you are kind of, in a weird way, attracted to Yoshi? I think Yoshi's... A, did you see my socks tonight? No, you were in Yoshi's socks or something? Uh, oh, my oh God. Man, he is he's wearing, holy he's shit. He's Yoshi socks, guys. socks, guys. Oh, my God. I was just joking. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm really thinking that you have some sort of like... We're gonna, have to take a, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to take a picture of this and show it in the oh PCP. Oh my god! I didn't That's even see hilarious. your socks, and I thought you were fucking with me. Now that game to me, like seriously, I love that game so much. It's got nostalgia. It it hooks me. Like when I hear the music, when I play it, any level, the Forest of Illusion. Um, I love all of that shit. Uh, the Star World, all the different secrets. It's got all the There's different secrets. There's a lot of goddamn yeah. secrets in and, it. And that's the, uh, the, repl- the replayability of that game is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not up on the current shit like you guys are. You guys are blowing me away tonight, you know? <laughs> but, uh, dude, Super Mario World, I don't think it gets I don't think, <laughs> if you're new school or old school, I think everybody loves Super Mario World. Yeah, yeah I think cool it's a really great game. game. It's very polished. It I think Nintendo, Nintendo polishes the shit out of stuff. It and 3 were such a great one-two punch. You know what I'm saying? Like, fantastic. I fucking love it. And then to add on to the, the lore of Mario with the Bowser's kids. Yeah. You know, they did that in three. Right? Oh yeah. They're all the bad guys. But, but yeah. the animation looked cool. And just the map itself, man, like being able to go through that whole map. Like I said, I didn't play Zelda and shit. So like, to I me, don't that remember was ever seeing Bowser's wife. Where's she at? Are they broke. Well, yeah, they we get have divorced? no idea. Like, why, why, why? He's always constantly Absent trying mom. to marry Peach. Yeah. Ooh, so that's, that's a weird relationship. There, yeah, but it clearly well, has kids. Coming soon on Pop Culture Philosophers Unknown Mysteries. Yeah. Where is Bowser's Where's wife? Where's Bowser's wife? Huh. Is she kidnapped? Is Bowser a Scientologist? Maybe he's like, uh, he can like reproduce, you know what I'm saying? Like without, asexually yeah. reproduce. Yeah, maybe. He is a, he's like, he's a lizard. He's a lizard. Is, is, is he yeah. a Godzilla maybe? Is it from the 2000 movie Godzilla? Oh, no. <laughs> I 
think the only one that knows the answer to this is the guy that played Bowser, which is what actor? What was that? Dennis uh, Hopper. It was Den- the great late Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Great Unfortunately, he, he cannot answer yeah, that. Yeah, he answer these questions for us. That is a great top five. I'm happy to see that it's Nintendo heavy since I'm a big Nintendo fan. I'm really surprised it that was. Street That's, Fighter. I mean, Missile Command was the five. only thing to break up the the Nintendo streak. To mm-hmm. be honest with yeah. you, yeah, you got an Atari one. game snuck in there. Yep. Nobody else had an Atari <laughs> on their list. I don't think anybody else will have Atari on their list. There wasn't a whole lot of Atari on that uh, when you you know reached out to the social media. Surprise! No, it wasn't. Surprise. Apparently, I'm the only one mentioning. A- Atari tonight, but most people don't remember poor little Atari. I, I almost put pit. I considered Pitfall. Pitfall to me is top ten. Pitfall is great. Did you play the Pitfall remake, whatever that came out in the Super Nintendo? Yeah, but it good. sucked, man. Oh really? I think it was good. I don't know. I like the old school. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't like these new things. They're confusing. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh uh, well, yeah. Uh, somebody said it. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, Robbie and I are not Boomers. We're not that. We're we're old. We're not that fucking old. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to do my top five since you guys all gave me yours. I'm going to start with number five, which is going to be surprising, and a game you guys never heard of. Super Street Fighter Two: The New Challengers. <laughs> <laughs> because of those introductions, those characters. Yeah. Fei Long, like T-Bird. DJ, T-Bird, <laughs> Timmit, T-Hawk, <laughs> and Cammy. And I played the shit out of with Cammy. I know you did. You I perfect. was a big Cammy. Yeah. No, I just meant because of her move pattern. Because even <laughs> in Street Fighter... Her move pattern. <laughs> yeah. It, even in Street Fighter V, my mains are Ryu and Kami, and I use Sakura because she moves like Ryu, and I use Akuma because she moves a Ryu. Oh, so you, you like Shadow you know, characters? You just like yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Do you know who my my number one character in Street Fighter is? Who? Blanca. Oh, it's Blanca. My number two is Bison. With who? who are, is your, who's who your number debated? one character in Street Fighter? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I'm, it's gonna sound like Akuma because in MVC two okay. you can cheese with okay. them so hard. <laughs> so <laughs> Drewski. What about you, Drew? God, I haven't played in forever. Probably just Ryu. Yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> very I, basic. I think I'm better with Ryu than than even Blanca or Bison. But like, I don't like playing because everybody pl- fucking plays Ken or Ryu. Yeah, right? I use Sakura a lot, but she's not high tier in the current in the current roster for Street Fighter Five. So I'll switch to Ryu, and if I struggle with Ryu, I just call in Akuma, and I just roll people with Akuma. <laughs> so he's like just cheesy in most yeah. things he's in. But I do like <laughs> Cammy's good, and Cammy is actually higher tier in the current one, but they'll probably change that. Man, I love me some Street Fighter versus tiers. X-Men, by the way. Yeah. We used can... to have a cabinet of that back in the day when we had our uh, game shop, and it was sick. I played that often. But That'd then be in my machine, including Street Fighter Five. Somebody come over, you can play. Hell yeah. Hell let's yeah, do dog. It. Yeah, I so, want to get on that. My number four is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Phenomenal game. I think they took the next step. Huge game. Very time-consuming, but beautiful game. Proves the Switch is a powerhouse despite despite its munitive size that, that, that it can do. Breath of the Wild just blows me away. It, it looks so good. It's so much fun. Yes, people are mad about the dungeons and, and instead doing the little, I forget whatever they call the little the little, little hot things all over the place. I'm forgetting. But uh, still a beautiful game. Just, just. Just amazing. I love Breath of the Wild. I can't say enough about it. If you haven't played it, go and get your damn set of Switch or a Wii U because it's on the Wii U and play that damn game. Well, Christmas is coming up. So so people should get a Switch. <laughs> um, number three, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Great game. Jeremy talked about it. I remember when they showed off pictures of it. I was playing Super Mario 64. I was playing you know, the games I had. I'm like, what? You can do this? It uses the same engine as Mario, uh, but graphically, I thought it was amazing. It's It's got a lot going on. I mean, it's a big game, 
in comparison. It was the first game I ever felt like I had a whole world bef- before me. A big open world. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing at the time. It is great. Surprise, surprise, Ganon's the bad guy. <laughs> Ganondorf. Ganondorf. <laughs> she got to um, knock that light back out and just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the game. I think it's just an incredible game. Uh, they did do, they released it on the 3DS, a 3D version, slightly improved graphics, but in 3D as well. So I highly recommend it if you haven't played it. I'm sure most people have played it. Number two, Super Mario Brothers 3. It's one of the greatest games of all time. It took mm-hmm. that Mario, uh, what made Mario so great, it added a bunch of hidden stuff, some cool new features, including, you know, hidden stuff, and then the flying, uh, you know, the Tanuki suit, other suits as well. Yeah. It's just so great. It's just. It's what not to love about it. We both have that at number two. Yeah. It's a phenomenal game. Power dab. It's a, just a phenomenal game. And it's been released on multiple platforms because Nintendo has released it in different packages. It's just smart. Three is so good. But the fact that even the original one, when it was released on the NES, looks great. Because you look at Mario Brothers 1, the first Super Mario Brothers, not accused of Mario Brothers, which is in the arcade, and you look at Mario Brothers 3, and the fact that those are on the same console is mind-blowing because it looked phenomenal. They definitely pushed the fucking Nintendo slightly before it was banned in front of the Super Nintendo, but they pushed it to its peak. What a great game. Yeah, it was amazing. And my favorite game of all time is The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. I so love that damn game on the Super Nintendo, and that was my first introduction to Zelda. My buddy had it. I heard it was great. I was playing these other RPGs, including Final Fantasy, and even though it's an action RPG... Uh, I was like, yeah, let me borrow that, man. He's like, yeah, okay. Robbie was his name. And he loaned it to me, and it was just, it blew my damn mind. There was just so much, and there's just so much hidden stuff. I'm like, I gotta get what? These shoes are what? I gotta talk to a fish? Like, there's just so much, like, <laughs> crazy shit, and there was a dark underworld, and uh, loved the game. That interests me. The Zelda series, I went back. Zelda's my favorite series, so I am biased. But Link to the Past is just, it's a perfect game. And there's a lot to it, too. It's not just, you know, simplified. And so that's the kind of thing Nintendo can do if they want to put their minds to it. Nintendo is capable of great things. You know, I've got that on my Wii. Maybe I should actually try to play it's it. It's amazing. You yeah. need some time. <laughs> I, ha- I had a friend, shout out Paul Morell. Uh, he said that he could beat Oc- or, uh, Link to the Past in like four or five hours without cheating. And so like it's just middle of the night, like maybe 1230 at night, he he bet us each like 20 bucks that he could do it. And we sat and watched him <laughs> try and beat this for like four or five hours. And he got to the like the very end and like died at a really inopportune time. And it was like just going to push him past the, the limit. And he was so fucking mad because <laughs> it just wasted like five hours. It is. It is a challenge. I mean, there are definitely like people that speed run it and there's stuff online. Yeah. But you can break I, any game. When I first played it, everything I learned about it, I just talked to my buddies. I'm like, hey, do you guys know where you get this? I'm like, I'm supposed to get this sword or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, if you go to I'm like, okay. It wasn't, I didn't call that hotline. There was no internet. Dude, I no. miss those days, though, where you could just, you, you and your friends were playing the same game, so you would just discuss stuff. You didn't have any options like the internet. Yeah, like you yeah. Said, or and that's no what, strategy when they guide. sold yeah. player's guide, they really sold player's guides back then. Man, oh, yeah. I had a few. I had a bunch, yeah. I didn't have one for Ocarina, though. I beat that without it, like I said earlier. <laughs> it's just a, just a phenomenal game, for yeah, sure. Good top five, man. Really good. So, it's, yeah, great game. Um... Okay, I think that's it. All right, night, everybody. No, um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Next episode, we're talking about Star Wars. So we did a Star Wars one before, but you know what? There's been some new Star Wars stuff since then. The Mandalorian, the new movies, 
Um, I actually was at the store and I saw some Star Wars candy. We'll be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's full of like it's got Yoda inside. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars candy and Star Wars uh, cereal sucks typically. Stay away from new it. Star Wars video games out. Oh, oh yeah, that's actually yeah. good. Maybe we should do a segment. Actually, good. No loot boxes, baby. I've played one Star Wars video game in my life, and it's Force on the what? Force, Force Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, there are That's a bunch good. of good ones. Yeah, there's more good ones than bad. No, ones. I yeah. played the Pod Racer one on 64. That was okay. badass. Dude. I did too. I like the arcade version where you can sit in the Pod Racer. Yeah. No, I never played that. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like I'm missing a piece of my soul now, man. Thank yeah, you. Completely different game than the 64. We, I didn't similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. The uh, who doesn't like sitting on a Pod Racer? Yep. A podcaster on a pod racer. Uh, we should have the pod race podcast one day. Just about that one scene in Phantom Menace. We're going to lose so many listeners. <laughs> Let it end. <laughs> They're going to leave so quick. But yeah, now I'm really excited to do another Star Wars podcast because, yeah, more movies have come out. And now we can actually do a top five that maybe our top fives will be a lot different yeah. than they were before. It was difficult, I think, with the prequels. And now I think it will definitely change. Yeah. And we can talk about The Mandalorian and we can talk about. There's just. It's just uh, Disney's made a lot of newer stuff canon as well as imported some stuff and said this was canon, this is not canon. So it definitely would be an interesting episode. So I'm excited for that. And we're doing it after we watch Rise of Skywalker. Rise of these <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Uh, because we want to include yeah, the in whole our, thing. In our yeah. top five. If, if it makes it into a top five, I'm yeah, sure. Who knows? Probably. Who knows? Make some people's top fives. Maybe. Who knows? So And George Lucas will be on the episode. Yep. <laughs> and so will Timothy Dalton, yeah. friend of the show. Yeah, and if things change and neither of those people on the show, don't get mad at us, man. Because we'll have to have they're busy. They're both on. busy guys. Yeah, we might get somebody else. Who, who's <laughs> no? And by by, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Uh, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, Drew, why do you think video games are important? Why do you think we need to talk about video games? Why do you think it's important to pop culture? Because their influence is everywhere. I mean, you see characters everywhere and in movies all over the place make references from video games kids love them i love them i mean and the fact that you can just find you can find anybody playing them on their phone like even like knights of the old republic is on your phone that's wild to me (laughs) and and i don't know they're they're important i think more people should play them jeremy why video games why podcast why are they important uh, because again, yeah, they are important to pop cu- or pop culture overall. Um, movies reference them often. Um, I think they help even like your mental state. Yeah, games help depression. I oh, know yeah. for sure, like personal experience. A lot of people use it as escapism. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's good. I mean, it's just been, like movies and books. I mean, there's studies on this. It helps like just ease the mind in general. So it's important to your mental health, and it's important to just having fun in life. There's a lot of stuff you can't get out there and do, but you can in a video game. Yeah. You, you don't play knife. Superman yeah. 64. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, my God. Man, you know, I just put that out of my mind, and you brought it back up. Mm. Get that demon out of here. It's the E.T. of 64 games. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't throw those in landfills, but basically, they yeah. Should've. They should have. <laughs> Robbie, why video games? Why are we doing a video game podcast, other than the fact that people requested it? You know, we all love story, right? And that's kind of what we do here. We talk about story. And... Everybody wants to be a part of the story. And so you can only do that before, really, by like putting yourself in a, in a story that's already predetermined, right? And even though video games are predetermined, you can only get to one outcome typically in most games, though with Street Fighter, it varied with each character, right? And, and, and other things, of course. But like anyway, we all want to take part 
in the story and give the illusion that we have some kind of a way to affect the story that we're telling to ourselves and to the populace, right? Does that make sense? I'm getting a little weird. Um, man, these natural lights. Anyway, so now I think I think video games are very important because story is important and video games have become more developed um, and they really add a lot of layer and dimension as far as story goes today. I know I'm, I'm not totally into the games as much today, but I know that they are cinematic as fuck and that they, they really kind of are very innovative about how to tell a story and involve the audience. I agree with you there. It's, I think it's a great form of escapism. You know, you read books or you read comics and especially books. I remember reading books and just like creating this world you couldn't see. You know what I'm saying? Different comics because comics give you a world and they draw things out for you, but still leave some stuff to the imagination. Video games, it's nice to be able to get that escapism. Maybe they draw the world out for you, but you can still fill in the blanks. You can still interact. You can still influence the outcome. Or sometimes it's just fun to get on and Street Fighter or Counter-Strike or and just roll a noob. You feel better. <laughs> Helps with the stress. Helps with the stress. It, so, is good, it is good proving your superiority in a video game. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good for the soul. It's like, I'm just better than you, fool. Yeah. Why would right. you step to it's this? It's probably better to <laughs> vent and shoot somebody in a video game than to vent and All shoot right. somebody in real life. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Considering a talking point of video games and violence, let's chill out yeah. on that line, okay? I think I don't think they lead to violence. Well, it's been I a think fun it's, show. It's been a fun yeah. show. Uh, I think it's a stress relief. I think if anything, it's a it's 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 helps alleviate what could be violence. The people who go home and find that as a stress relief instead of being mad at work or mad at you know school or whatever. Sure, that, I really think it is that. To me, I've played video games my entire life and I've never assaulted somebody because a video game made me do it. You know what I'm saying? I never wa- I never played Mortal Kombat and then tried to rip somebody's heart out. Just like trying to get their spine. Yeah, yeah, right. Just well, throw yeah. somebody I, I out did of try, anger. I did try to rip my, my friend's spine out once. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, Robbie. You... <laughs> I did, I did try doing? to shoot you can somebody once, but... I've been um, trying to master the fireball. They're about to ban video games now. <laughs> um, I remember you were trying to master the fireball that one time and you got just... just I think you got like a blood blister on your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Then I puked. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not going to happen. And when uh, I puked, I went, Harukin. <laughs> I throw up in. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, yeah like I said, next time, Star Wars. Uh, check us out on popculturephilosophers.com. If you're if you're streaming the site, if you're on YouTube, check out the site. If you're on iTunes, if you're on the site, check out iTunes because you can just stream the show. It shows up on your phone or whatever you listen to. Um, so we're available in multiple, multiple ways. Um, and I think if you're listening to the show and you think, hey, this is a great show, we want to sponsor the show, hey, give us a shout out. We don't want anything pornographic. I'll be up front with you. <laughs> Even though we talked about ripping people's spines out, we don't really want those kind of sponsors. But everything else, we're pretty pretty open to. Appreciate oh, it. no Nazis either. Other than that, we're yeah, pretty open. Yeah, Notoriously fuck, yeah. anti them. Yeah. No, yeah, no, we are. No yeah. fascists, please. <laughs> Other than that, we're pretty open. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll check you out next time, or you'll check us out <laughs> next time. <laughs> Same channels. All right, I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot of these Natter Days, and they're <laughs> delicious, and I recommend them. Have a good night, folks. Get some Natter Days, play some video games. Goodbye. Yeah.